Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. All right, we're going to have fun with this one. <laughs> Excuse me. Hi, I'm back. Good morning. I had to get that out of my throat. Uh, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for Dan Proft again. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. I know you have to leave at what, three in the morning to get Yo, here in time? Yes. It was just an accident. Oh. On right. my way in, too. Oh, really? Right what on happened? 55. Did a truck over to I, you I, again? It happened right you guys behind love me. to do that. Oh, what do you mean behind yeah, you? What I was happened? able, it happened, be, I mean, after I passed, um, right before 355. Yeah. yeah. What happened? I couldn't see it. I oh. just saw all of the, the, the police. Mm. Yeah. All right. So yesterday, Sitting at home, you know, because I'm a news nerd, local news nerd. <laughs> and lo and behold, Governor Pritzker finally does the exclusive one-on-one interview with Marianne Ahern. Oh. Darren Bailey had done one with her. He invited her down to the farm. He showed her an average mm-hmm. work day. Um, it was a great piece of You ever been to the farm? I have not it's been beautiful. to the farm. Yeah. Oh, it's well, he's beautiful. got some beautiful equipment. Yes. But as he should, and mm-hmm. other farmers rent that equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, because 1% of the population are farmers. And they feed... A hundred percent of the population. So but Pritzker would not allow the same access that Darren Bailey allowed Marion Ahern. Really? She wanted to see, you know, a day in the life of Pritzker. You know, go to his house, you know, where he lives, how he lives. Which one? Which one? <laughs> Pick a house. That, no, the one here. Yeah. You know, but he has butlers and cooks and, you know, he's a billionaire, whatever. Well, you think he makes his own food? No comment. Okay, so she asked him about, you know, the executive or the emergency order. We're 942 days in. We're never getting out of it. Governor Newsom now in California is going to end it in February after cold and flu season. Yeah. Okay, so why why do we still have it? We have people who are poor who live in our state who are getting some advantage from the federal government. So it's about oh. federal funds. Yeah. And for teachers in the state of Illinois, if they get COVID or if they... Claim to have COVID uh-huh. doesn't count against their sick days. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. of them. Yeah, very nice. Everyone's going to get COVID in December, right before Christmas break <laughs> or winter break. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. What about the Safety Act? Because they said that he's going to make amendments to it, but after the election, during the veto session. I, could, I guarantee that's going to happen before January one. Oh, those amendments. Well, I no no guarantees. The General Assembly has to pass something. I don't have control of that. But you know, there is a veto session. And during the but he wouldn't say exactly what they're gonna. Make. But during the debate, he said he passed all these things. Do you right. recall? Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're getting to the fun stuff here. Hold on, folks. I swear. Uh, Biden doesn't. President Biden doesn't run for president. Listen to this answer. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. My plan is is to focus on you know being governor of Illinois. I love the state. I love the job that I have. You know, right now, no intention to change that. As of. Right now, that those two words. I have no one to, as of right now. So that means he is going to run for president. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six. Type in da. Then a quick comment. This is the best part. Are you ready? Yeah. Go ahead. 
<laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be one of those mornings. <laughs> you snored already. <laughs> Wait, we what? Three minutes in? Four I minutes in? <laughs> she, she asked him about re- climate change and reducing his carbon footprint. <laughs> oh gosh, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those mornings. He is. He's crying because he doesn't have one. He has a few planes. <laughs> he said that she asked him about this flying privately, and he said he flies commercial. What? <laughs> she asked him about you know reducing your carbon footprint because climate change is mm-hmm. you know front and center, or so they think. But mm-hmm. in actual polls. Three percent of the population cares about climate change right now because mm-hmm. we can't feed our family, right? So, what are you going to stop flying your private planes? There are lots of ways to travel, and and sometimes I travel by private plane. Sometimes I travel by commercial flight. Um, you know, I think we're not going to get rid of, of flying. Oh, three one two six four two five six zero zero. I'm thinking Spirit Airlines. Has anybody seen Governor Pritzker on Frontier? Maybe JetBlue, <laughs> maybe Southwest, 312-642-5600, turn so to that pro answer line. And he's lying. His, yeah. He did, first of all, yeah. he'd have to buy two seats if mm-hmm. he sat in coach. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he would. There'd be a he'd, photo of that. He'd have to sit in first class. Yeah. I mean, he would have to, unless yeah. he wanted to buy. That is the biggest line of yeah. bold jive. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen Governor Pritzker at Midway or at O'Hare? No. Has anybody ever seen him on a commercial flight? And if I was Marianne, and I don't know if it was a time restriction, I would have said, oh, wait, 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 wait. Where have you yeah. flown commercially? What airline? And what was your destination? Yeah. And when was that? Yeah. When you were two? Because <laughs> even when Probably he was then, a baby, he no. wasn't flying. No. This is old money. Oh, That's that old I Hyatt just, money. I am sorry. I could not stop <laughs> laughing at the fact that... That he was flying. Were people, uh, were your family looking at you while you were oh, <laughs> on the floor? Like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's yeah. a advantage, uh, American Airlines advantage member. <laughs> what, what, no, what frequent flyer frequent programs fly. yeah. do you belong to, Mr. Pritzker? Yeah. About ca- campaign donations, because Dick Uline just donated another mm-hmm. $2 million. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's, you know, 8.6 to $34 million, So you lopsided. do the math. Yeah, it's lopsided, but not according to J.B. Pritzker. They're attacking me with $100 million. It's going to have an effect. Well, and you've been able to respond with $100 million of your own. Yes, but the point is, it's not like we're massively outspending Republicans. We're, we're going head-to-head with them. He's claiming that the Republican Party and donations have reached $100 million. Where's that money? Race. I don't know what he's talking Where's about. Where's that money? Go and talk to the Republican responded. Party. Yeah, how much did he pay to beat uh, Richard Irvin? Uh, I mean, $34 million, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I thought it was more like $50 million. I thought he put oh, over that's $50 right. million. That, um, What's his name? Ken yeah. Griffin. And the DGA, the oh, that's which right. he you know, donated to. Yeah. So that's so how they, that's how they that moved the money. money. Just in the primary to beat Richard Irvin because yeah. he was fearful that Richard Irvin would win and then yeah. take the black vote from him. 312-642-5600. Who has seen Governor? <laughs> <laughs> you see a photo. There would be a photo released well, of that. He, that is just, he's trying to act like he's just like me yeah. and you. You know, I fly commercial. Yeah. I have to go through the TSA line pre-check. Has anybody seen him in pre-check? Oh, Justin, have you, he have he's been pre-check? flying lately. I, I mean, probably. We no. should find we should find out what frequent flyer programs he's been going to, if he's TSA pre-check, <laughs> all that stuff. I mean, he's the governor. Yeah. You know, and he's not, 
reducing his carbon footprint, but he's going to bitch about it to everybody to, you know, do yeah. your part, keep yeah. the heat down. I know who would know. Who? <laughs> Chicago PD airport um, guys. They would know if he if he's been All right, we're reaching out to our law enforcement yeah. friends. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Chuck in Delavan, Wisconsin. Oh, Good morning. Call. Yeah. Hey, there's no, there's, I got to go to work and do construction work. Hey, there's no way that guy went into the TSA in there because <laughs> that thing that goes around in a circle, he'd be scraping aside. Oh, God. I told you this before on the show. Uh, there's somebody that I know that works on his farm up here in Lake Geneva. He's got like 700 acres. And his, his chicken coop, they said, is nicer to my living room. So oh, I need to see that. So that Aaron girl needs to get over there and film that. Okay. That's what I want to see. Yeah, he wouldn't let her get, have access to any properties, like any of his houses or see what he does. Because remember when he claimed he was, you know, had to go up to Wisconsin because yeah. it was a working farm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had to till the soil and yeah. milk the cows. Yeah. Yeah, that bunch of bull jive. I uh, got a text message. Amy and John, the man would never fit on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> what about that big room, that big couch in the front, the big chair? In the front. Have you ever flown Spirit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they have they, big ones. They, they have uh, two, four big chairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just sit down there. It's like you're in your recliner. It's the worst. I, mean, I don't like the airline, though. Why? Uh, it's. I mean, you got to pay for everything. Oh, I know. You everything. Get a, you get a flight for 24 yeah. bucks, but your bag's 89 <laughs> Yeah. And then you try Every to bag just has take to be a checked. purse. Yeah. Oh, ma'am, I see yeah. the purse. Come here. Give me your credit card. <laughs> Darn it. I'm trying to look like uh, I was bloated. Uh, Larry and Elmhurst, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning. He flies FedEx cargo. Oh, they boy. In there like a, his name, they call him Mr. Creosote. Oh, and, uh, hey, you want to hear something? Yeah, sure. Yesterday I was in a uh, Uber, right? And the lady that picked me up lives in Downers Grove. She was telling me that uh, uh, grammar school kids, they can, they, if they feel, there's, well, she said this is an actual fact. Two kids felt like cats. So they put litter boxes in the bathrooms for two All different right. boys. I got to tell you, this rumor is flying around the world about kids pretending to be cats and yeah, that's not true, kitty litter boxes. Well, I heard it was Ohio. Then I heard Huntley it was Iowa. Huntley. So in Huntley and Downers, the Huntley School District. That's what she said, yeah. Huntley and Downers. All right, I'll call them okay. to make sure. So you're, you're telling me that this lady claims the kitty litter boxes are in the bathrooms. Really? That's what she said, yeah. yeah. Well, I know when they have, thanks, Larry. But when they have furry conventions, they do take out drawers from... Um, wait, 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 wait. What? Furry conven- conventions? You don't know about furries? Are those people who think they're cats? Though There's furries. You don't know about furries? No. It's a whole subculture. What? what? Um, furry, they dress up um, in furry costumes. Google uh, furries. I, I will now. <clears throat> and they have conventions all over the place. How do I not know about this? I don't know. Last time I went to Maggie Daly Park and went ice skating, I ice skated with a bunch of furries. And I couldn't stop laughing because when they fall down, it's just so cute. I mean, when that furry goes, whoa, 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 and their little thick paw comes up. Um, but no, it's a subculture. They have conventions like Comic Con. Seriously, you know God, I know, I know. Okay, Comic-Con. so it's Comic Con. I don't know, Justin. Can you help us out? He, he's Justin's got to know about. I'm looking furry it up conventions. now. So, so. but these furry <laughs> Why would I know about? I don't know. Like, you're <laughs> I'm clueless. But, no, I'm aware of them more than John is. But I, you know, I'm describing these wrong. Beyond, uh, you know, the costume and the weird tail, I don't think there's much more to it. It's just a subculture of weird people. Who well, like, they don't oh. say it. they're not. Yeah, we, weird. We, we're going to get the hate of, of of people who <laughs> identify differently. Okay. Mike's like, I'm out of this one. <laughs> but, but what I've heard what they do when they have furry conventions, they normally have them at a hotels, and they have speakers come, 
and they just you know I've never seen their the tails. It's a whole is place. it a, is it a city thing, a Chicago thing? Oh, no, it's because remember, I'm not in Chicago. Oh no, they they had one at yeah, okay, remember? there was a fire, and somebody pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> I think on purpose, and then you see a bunch of furries running out the door, wagging their tails. It is the funniest. Funniest. So, picture. what are they? You should Google that. I, I'm, I'm that looking is, at what are they? I mean, what are they intending they to want. be? Well, I heard it's kind of like a sex thing, too. Oh. Oh. But, okay. anywho, so I heard the furries um, oh. take out the drawer in the hotel room and put kitty litter in it and then use that as a litter box. <laughs> okay. But you know what? <laughs> when I was up in Geneva, um, we would do, I think it was our, our wedding anniversary, me and Deborah. And, um, some people, some locals were like in Lake Geneva. In Lake Geneva, yeah. Um, people were saying that um, Prisker was there, and he was grocery shopping. He was actually out grocery shopping in Lake Geneva, and they saw him. Really? Yeah. So and that ad with him, dietitian. Huh? So that ad with him in the grocery store, that you know, it's feasible. Right. Craig in Mount Greenwood, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. What airline do you think Pritzker flies? <laughs> jumbo, <laughs> extra jumbo. I think in Frontier. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, listen, here's the, here's the scoop on that. Yeah. So he's got the jet airplanes, everything. He's a typical left example of a typical leftist. They can do whatever the hell they want. There's no problem with him with the carbon footprint with all the jets, everything. All that farm food, everything, that's all for himself, everything. But here's the kicker. That's a greedy dude right there. You go past his, his mansion on Lake Geneva. He don't have one boat out there. It's three. Yeah. Three uh-huh. big-ass boats out there. I know. Nice we can't hate him for being rich. Nope. We just can't. Nope. It's just, uh, but thanks for the phone call. It's a I nice just, house. Oh, all of Very his nice. houses are. Yeah. The one in Gold Coast are all. Yeah. You know, That's nice, around. too. I've seen I that. Know. All right. Well, if anybody's ever sees Pritzker at an airport at O'Hare or Midway or anywhere. And you don't take a picture of him, I will be very disappointed because I want to know what airline he flies. And he's not having a press conference today. Why? Because I would say, hey, excuse me. What you mentioned to Mary and Ahern that you fly commercial sometime? Yeah. Uh, what airline did you fly and where were you going? Oh, they're not calling on you now. Oh, that, uh, uh, they won't call no, on say, you. Now. Last question. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. All right, 312-642-5600. It continues this time a drag show over the weekend in Plano, Texas. 
open to all ages. And I want you to see this little girl here is in the background. Do you see this cute little innocent girl? And this woman right behind her, while this is going there, it starts out with this one come lady, lady, transsexual comes out. Or I don't even know. Drag queen. Uh, turn your mic Dra- on. Drag queen. <laughs> drag yeah. queen. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, lifts up the dress and they have, uh, it looks like a penis. Yeah. That they're shaking around. No while way. While they're singing the song, my pee good, my pee so sweet, pee good enough to eat. And you're not talking about the male appendage. No. You're talking about the Oh, no, no, female. I'm talking, no, no, a male, it was weird, it was, it, it, but then it said, blank me all night, so my pee good, my pee sweet, my pee good enough to eat while she's gyrating up and down on the floor, this is the song. She's really stop it because you, I know what you, it's saying. It's so bad we can't even play it on the radio. Yet there are children here. There's a sweet little child, and her face. She looks so confused. And the mom, or or the friend of the mom behind her, at one point in time, she winces as if, uh oh. You can see on her face, this might be the wrong thing to do. I I I had uncles who were drag queens. Oh, you did. Yes, and okay. and one of them would would um every anytime Patty Labelle was in concert, she's brought him on stage a few times. Okay. What was his name? Or do you uh, not want to? I don't recall what. Oh, my, what my his uncle, stage name? I, I don't recall his name. His name was Bobby. All right. And um, I, I'll never forget. He, if he was still alive today, and he see and and and, and watching how they're inviting kids in, because the one rule he had, kids could never come to his show. He would really? never perform in front of kids. And my other uncle too, they would say no kids. They would never bring kids. Um, or perform in front of kids. Well, that, that was a rule. They're encouraging kids to yeah. give them singles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you had a strip show with just heterosexual mm, or just women, yeah. they, this place would be shut down. Yeah. So they're gyrating in front of the. This is one of the performers, and this is a person where you look. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the pictures. Okay. Yeah, and then there, then you have this person. Yeah. And this child again is going. What What is going on? Um, and then the child in question. She has glitter shoes on, yeah. and she goes up to the drag queens oh. to give them more money to more singles, and this happens. She came with the glitter shoes. She said, "I wore my glitter shoes." My my ovaries just exploded. Oh my! So they are delicious. Yeah, they are delicious. My favorite setting is number 16. Yeah, turn up the, the thing we just gave you to number 16. It's your favorite setting. And that's a vibrator. Yeah. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 646-36-DA, then a quick comment. I, I feel How's like that the, child we, abuse? this is, right, this is child abuse. So one person that's pointing that out is Sarah Gonzalez. She works at Blaze TV, but she was also on with Tucker Carlson. And she's the one who obtained this footage. A later part of the event where they were handing out sex toys as prizes uh, for contest winners. So this is something that was overtly sexual. They clearly said all ages welcome. And now apparently the left is gaslighting me uh, into, into thinking that I'm somehow the crazy one for having a problem with this. And, you know, it's interesting, Tucker, because the, the, the excuse that they always use is, well, I thought you guys were the party of parental rights. And if you don't like it, just don't take your kid. 
parental rights does not apply to child abuse. This is clear child abuse. This is the sexual abuse of children, which we used to, the left and the right, we used to be able to agree was a really, really bad thing and we can't do it. But the left has become so radicalized that they are trying to normalize this and excuse it. Yeah, why? I, I walk me through this. Why are they so woke that they have to... And I'm into parental rights. I, I yeah. have a girlfriend who said, look, Amy, if a parent wants to take their child to that, that's their business. But that that's not good enough for me. But showing the appendages, talking about, I mean... Handing out sex toys, do, gyrating on the floor. I mean, it's so Do perverse. what you want as an adult. Don't invite the kids into this. This this, this is nonsensical. Don't bring like- the kids into this. Sarah, Sarah continued. I, mean, I believe, Tucker, that it's a more sinister uh, attempt by the left to, you know, they, they want this radical country. The only way that they can achieve that is through complete chaos and confusion. And what is the best way to confuse children? Confuse them about their sexuality. Confuse them about their gender. Expose them to things that their little brains are not ready for yet. That is how they are confusing children. It is leading to chaos. And Big Daddy government, of course, can be there to pick, a, pick us all up and take care of us at the end of it. And the left came mm-hmm. out, you know, and attacked Sarah Gonzalez on Twitter, saying, uh, this was clearly sold as 18 plus. So you're who's lying here? It doesn't matter. Kids were allowed in. Yeah. Even yeah. 18 or well, 18, you could do what you want. You're an adult. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound like a prude, but at some point in time, we've got to stop Th- with this. That's not being prude. I mean, we wouldn't let men dance like this. No. In front of our ch- we wouldn't let women dance no. like this in front of our children no. that are scantily clad. I mean, she has, there's no clothes on. And so. Drag queen. Dennis Prager said on his show a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, and, and, and I, I've said it on my show multiple times, we are desexualizing adults and over-sexualizing kids. That's exactly what's happening today. Tell me, am I, I mean, where is he wrong with that statement? We, 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 I mean, everything is desexualizing adults, but everything, they're pushing everything. That sex bill. It's another the, the, um, right the sex bill Illinois the, sex bill. And what is in the sex bill? I did not read it. Well, I mean, have, is that... have you read the books that are allowed? The masturbation. The yeah, they, they're showing like pictures it. of. I mean, it's it's. Come on, Amy. That's know, my role. That's my job. That's not the school's job to to teach that. Now I get so it. So you don't think there should be any sex ed in school well, at well, all? At, at, at an age appropriate level. Because we, I went. When did you go through sex ed? Oh, I was what fifth, sixth grade, I believe it was. Mine was in seventh grade. Yeah, but we didn't have. And we had our gym teacher teach sex ed. Yeah, which they, that's fine because they're trained to do that. Yeah, but we didn't get into any. Yeah, you but know, lesbians putting work, condoms over cucumbers condoms, and all that. Cu- yeah, no, we didn't. Yeah, you know, we didn't have a tutorial. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying it was just here's the woman. Yes. here's the ovary, yes. and then the egg drops once a month, and then the sperm fertilizes yeah. the egg, and boom, you have a baby. Okay, yeah. any questions? Now they'll say, well, what about the kids that are probably getting, you know, touched by their adults? I I get that part. I definitely. Well, you I know, didn't, we didn't even talk yeah, about that. But, but I, I definitely we, we should have, but yeah, we didn't. Yeah, but but. You know, the parent that may be, you know, following their kids. I, I get that part. I definitely get that part. You know, protecting the innocence of those people as well. But the number, I mean, the sheer arrogance of, of these people, though, it's, 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 it's astounding. It's the devil. It's like they're so angry and they yeah. just want to well, have everybody love them. Yeah. They could be seeking attention, which clearly, or just trying to shake their moneymaker and yeah. take single dollar bills from kids. Oh, I wouldn't be able to. I would sleep love to know how night. old that child was, though. Oh, this little girl. She, oh, she looks, looks very about, like, young. Three. Yeah, she looks very young. And they had her, and then her mom kept giving her money, like, "Come on, don't you?" And then at one point in time, she got in a chair and she looked bored and she was yawning. And then another time, she looked startled. It just depended on who was performing. 
Wow. You got to watch the whole thing if you guys want to see it. It's wow. at uh, Sarah Gonzalez Tex TX from Texas, and it's S A R A Gonzalez G O N Z A L E S. Let's go to Matt in Mount Greenwood. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You know, if you want to get to the root of it, these parents of these children ought to be brought to justice, frankly. They're the ones in ultimate control over this. And secondly, these people are evil. These people are utterly evil. And the politicians should be held to account. As far as these evil performers are concerned, if they are taking money from children, they should be prosecuted. And if it was the old school days, they would be... I'm no fathers would be more than happy to help them out with their sex change surgery right there. In well, the we're not instigating violence. Right. We, we don't do oh, okay. that. I'm no, we don't. I don't. The no, these people yeah, need help. But, yeah. Well, okay, back in the day. Yeah, I don't, yeah. They, need me- they need mental help. They need mental help. That's where that's, I was going to go with that's it. That's exactly what it is. These people are evil, though. There's no, no second guessing that. Disgusting. Thank you. So yeah. is, is I there, mean, so one person texted in the sheriff needs to start arresting these people and parents. For child abuse and child pornography. Yeah. I mean, we're normalizing these grooming events. Yeah. And I just don't, you know, back in the day we had yeah. certain rules. Yeah. And now, you know, they would drag queen bingo, which was going to happen and now yeah. is not going to happen in Downers Grove. Plainfield had one too or something like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they had one at uh, the Walnut Room yeah. in June that kind of nobody knew about, nobody heard about it. It was yeah. drag queen uh, lunch. And I used to go there with my grandparents and that. <laughs> if I was there with... Grandma Ruth or Grandma Ginny, <laughs> and that that was happening. Yeah, they Woo! would have lost their minds. First Is, of all, put some clothes on. <clears throat> Second of all, get away from our table and my children. Yeah, that's how that conversation would have gone. Is there a correlation between mental health and the lack thereof in our society today? I mean, if you and, want to be a drag queen, fine, no, but no, not for children. <clears throat> what I mean is, when you look at, uh, you know, some people would call it freedom and being free. But is there is there a correlation or a connection between our lack of mental health and, and even people even dealing with it with what what you're seeing unleashed on our society today where anything goes? You think there's a connection there? No. Let's go to Bob in Buffalo Grove because he saw something in the video that we did not. Hi, Bob. Uh, good morning, Amy, and uh, good to hear you, uh, John, again today. Thank you. Uh, I saw that video that you're talking about, but last night I I just couldn't believe a video that I saw a picture. It was actually a child in um, drag makeup, and they didn't blur the picture. It was amazing. Oh, you're supposed to blur did the picture. Did you see that picture? Yep, I sure did. That's it was, a, uh, it's just unbelievable. I know. No one's Have a great day. Kids. Good show. But Thanks, it's all Bob. about the kids. Isn't that what the politicians say? We have to protect our children? Yeah. Where's the protection? Where's the sheriff on this one? Yeah. The restaurant's still open. Uh, Bill, on the northwest side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Amy. The parents. And what parents think that it's appropriate to have their children see this? What is wrong with these people? That's, that's, that's the mystery of the whole thing. How could they do that to their children? It's, it's, it's sick. Well, it's the way it really they, is. Who knows? I mean, they might say, oh, you know, we're... Instead of going to Disney World to see the pretty princesses dressed up, we're going to go to the drag breakfast and see the pretty princesses dressed up. I mean, it's just, and I don't know how to stop it. And, <sighs> you know, people protest in front of um, the the cafe yeah. in Lake Bluff, was it? No. Lake in the Hills? Lake in the Hills. Yeah. Um, but they still went on and had their their shows. The pr- private entity, I, 
I mean, it's their business. It's, it's, I, it's, using public dollars is a, as, as one thing. Going to like a library and things of that nature where, you know, you're using taxpayer-funded yeah. dollars. That's one thing. If somebody wants to do it in their own business, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother fight and argument. The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Thursday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony from Black and Right Radio is here filling in for Dan today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. It's been a fast first hour, that's yeah. for sure. Interesting first Interesting. hour. I learned that your uncle used to be yeah. Tra- a drag uh, queen. A drag queen, yeah. Two. Okay. Two of my uncles. Oh, two of your uncles were mm-hmm. drag queens? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see. Were they good? No, well, you know how like, some I, drag I, queens I never know, look cause... like movie stars and some drag queens yeah. do not look like movie stars? Yeah. So what? Well, he he would he would dress up like Patty Labelle. Ah. Hence the reason why she would always bring him on stage and and they'd compare clothes and. Wow! Yeah, I, I well, only saw him when he dressed up, but I've never seen him perform because he wouldn't let you. He didn't. He did not play that. Really? No. He just knew back then that that would be grooming of children. Well, and he, he just shouldn't... he just he protected my innocence at the time. That so. is so sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. what about the other uncle? You didn't talk about him earlier. Um, I I, I really knew him. Okay. So, but it was his brother. So I, I really got a. I actually used to um, visit my uncle a lot. Really? Oh yeah. Did oh, he yeah. live here in Chicago? Lived in Chicago, right off Sixty Third and King Drive. All right. Sixty First and King Drive. Yeah. Cool. Yep. But you're writing that book, so we can read all. Oh, about it. oh yeah. No, I know you are. All right, election season. We know we're in it, and all anybody cares about is abortion. And wait till you hear this campaign ad that oh, Eric God. Swalwell from California. You know, remember he had a relationship with a spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is this is unbelievable. So we'll set the scene here. A mom and dad are having dinner at their house with their daughter, who's about six years old, and then a new looks like a toddler, one or two years old, is in the high chair, and they're having dinner, and and there's a knock at the door. Yeah. You're weird. He is weird, but cute. Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal Code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That That is 
my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed, and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just... You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Oh, Here, turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Now. Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere. Protect women's rights and freedom. Please don't do this. Please. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636-DA, then a quick comment. Um, the pro-life movement has come out and said never in the history of America has a woman ever been arrested Correct. for getting an abortion. Never in the history of America has anybody been arrested for performing one unless it was illegal, right. like Dr. Gosling mm-hmm. out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. would kill babies that were born the on their due date. That, that monster. monster. Did you watch that movie? I did. That movie, it still stays with me. I've never been so sickened yeah. by how, how they let that sick. go for for years, yeah. decades, really. Yeah. And he would just do late-term abortions yeah. and give birth to the babies and then kill the babies well, Amy, while they were all, on the table. I don't know any cop that would enforce that. Because okay, you're a former police I'm, officer. I, I don't know any cop that would go in and enforce that. First of all, if there's ever a bill that comes out that says a woman should get arrested, I would, I would come on my radio show and blast that. Yeah, because that's not going to happen. It, that cannot happen. But, you know, I think it's the America that they're creating. Remember, they're the ones sending the FBI, using the Justice Department to come after people. It's it's his party that's doing that. Let's let's talk about that. This this isn't the America that Republicans are creating. It's the America that they're creating because they're using Gestapo-type tactics. That has to stop. That's It's that, it's that plain, that simple. And it's abortion is all they have because they can't focus on that's the it. economy. Because, but that's what people want to talk about. Even Democrats that right. were poured, polled, 40, 40% of registered Democrats, 44, yeah. are worried about inflation and energy costs. Yeah. Right. 3% yeah. about too. climate change. Three. And yeah. only 5% care about abortion. Yeah. But they can't win on that because there's no accomplishments from President Biden. Of course. What one thing has he done? Nothing. And, and, and that has helped you in your life or has helped you or your children. But Democrat governors across the country are doing the same thing. They're focusing on what? Abortion? They're not focusing on their record because they, it's indefensible. And then there's this Stacey Abrams, who still oh. hasn't conceded that she lost the first time she ran. Okay, you talk yeah. about denying election results. Yeah. There's Stacey Abrams. Maybe she can give two concession speeches in November. Right. Um, this is my one from four years ago, and now I'm doing it again. Uh, I'm I actually going to concede. Beat. I hope she gets beat badly I hope she gets because trounced. now she's saying if you abort kids, you can save on gas. Uh, listen to this. She was on MSNBC, and even the anchors were. St- Stunned into silence. The MSNBC anchor asked her this. While abortion's an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest to voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? And here's her answer. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't 
divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. Stunned into silence. So basically, she was saying the issues of inflation and abortion are mutually exclusive. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have. And there's her closing arguments. Wow. I'm stunned. Do you think her campaign manager was, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm surprised. It's a good. I mean, that's that's how she feels. I'm surprised they didn't step in and probably you know pull a coattails. Uh, stop it. That's enough. Three one two six four two five six zero zero. Let's go to Sue in Wheaton. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I feel that is a direct threat to the voters of California, and if they don't uh, vote Democratic, uh, that that is uh, what's what that is their plan for the future. What they plan to do is to uh, to enforce uh, invasion, invading their rights. I so, mean, it's I don't know. Believe the lies that that Eric Swalwell had. Yeah. He should be ashamed of himself, but he's not. Yeah, because that's what the left he is. Should. He should. Yeah, yeah, and they're not. Uh, they're they will stop at nothing. So, uh, caution to Illinois voters. Uh, you vote the dumbs back in, then you're just as dumb as them. So, I mean, yep. you All get right. what Thanks. you reap. So. Thanks, Sue. And people, I don't know why anybody's, you know, uh, Yunkin and yeah. the governor of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he won because he stuck, stood up for parents. Mm-hmm. And Well, in Virginia, mm-hmm. he has uh, abortion legal until 15 to 16 weeks. Yeah, they call it the heartbeat bill. The heartbeat, heartbeat bill. Right, but I'm just saying there's, you know, yeah. there are Republican governors who have not taken abortion rights away. Correct. So, and, and all Democrats, like 72% of Democrats want some restriction on abortion. Right. We have zero restrictions right. here in Illinois. It appears as and though And we're that... paying for other people's abortions. So people are coming from other states yeah. to get abortions, yes. and we're paying for it. And they're having mobile units. And they're yeah. also, you don't have to have a doctor in Illinois now. Uh, Governor Pritzker has cleared the way for nurses to perform an invasive procedure such as an abortion, and he's giving scholarship money out to, to wow. train nurses to do that. I believe it was 2021, there were 36,000 abortions performed in the state of Illinois. A fourth of that was from out of state. Yeah, and that number is only yeah. going to grow. It's going to grow. Uh, Jack in Whiting, Indiana, you are on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning. I uh, really enjoy your show. That commercial, for one, it was just plain evil. So the next commercial should be from Republicans. Same actors knock on the door with four or five IRS agents. We're from the IRS, and you forgot to claim something really stupid and take the same person away. Oh, they got to come back fighting hard, yeah. even harder. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what yeah. kind of fight that they have in California for Republicans. <laughs> Does the Republican Party exist in well, California? Well, just think, Larry Elder could have possibly been oh, governor. I know. If, if that if it was phrased correctly. And we're going to have Larry Elder. He's going to be our keynote speaker yes. at Freedom Summit. 
Yes. On uh, November fifth. Right. He won on the second ballot, right? But not the. He won on. The, oh, he won the. No, don't. If if, no, if we're gonna have to start. Yeah, I gotta look at that. Now. I gotta okay. look at that again. Because I do. Re, I <laughs> but do he believe... lost to Gavin Newsom, so Correct. that's Correct. a sad thing there for the people of California. Yeah. It's such a beautiful. State we do too. need a recall here in Illinois. We def uh, an easier process to recall our elected officials. We don't have that. We don't have it in it's, the it's, state's we, constitution. It's, it's, they have to change the constitution. It's it's, it's so hard to. I mean, it's 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 Illinois doesn't want to remove their politicians. Joe and Palatine, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Good morning, Amy. I love listening to you. You're, you have such a soothing voice, and I think you mm-hmm. found a new partner, <laughs> Brandon. I love you. I call in your show. I'm the retired policeman. Oh, thank you. And you told me to call any time, but. You know, Dan's got some competition with you two. But here's my question. Dan's too smart. No, I know that. But, you know, Dan, I love Dan. But, you know, your voice is so much more soothing in the morning. But anyways, here's my question. For those of us that keep informed about a lot of things and stay tuned to things, what I don't get is how do they get away with putting these commercials on that are just so false in the content of everything how can they get away with that i know this state was black when edgar left and my thing is let's give somebody new a chance to run this state you know it's money 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 one percenters that run this state but how do they get away with these commercials because you can allege anything in a lawsuit and you can allege anything in a campaign ad it's it's true even at eric swalwell disgusting uh you know vignette that he had there saying, you know, women are getting thrown in jail and so are their doctors. Yeah. So it's just uh, with three with less than three weeks to go. <laughs> it's going to get worse. But how do you get worse? When this, when this, you know, nothing ever happened. I remember telling my wife this. And then Clarence Thomas wrote an article, and it was the exact same thing I said. When we have a breach of one of our branches in government, you know, we're heading in a bad direction. Whatever happened to that investigation uh, where the leak came from. There's only 50 people in the in the United States Supreme Court yeah. office. Yeah. How do they not? I mean, I know politics is involved, and I know they they put some agents that 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 came forward uh, as whistleblowers, you know, on on the hot irons and this and that. But how did they not even come out with the investigation? Is it is it that much of a conspiracy to hide the truth? Yeah, who leaked? The I mama? mean, nobody. I all right, thanks, Didn't they close well, the investigation? No, I don't. They I haven't. Just, they haven't determined who the leaker was. They're no. They're not going to stop until. That's what I was told, yeah. John Anthony. They're not going to stop until they find the leaker. Rich in Indian Head. Hi, Rich. How are you? Good. Good morning, Amy. Uh, good morning, John. How are you doing? Hey, today? good morning. Uh, the the question that I have, or uh, the sense that I get from all of this, all of these politicians that are backing these abortion laws. All of these politicians that have kids of their own, how could they possibly back a law that will kill babies up until the ninth month? Mm. You know, after seeing their own little children grow and see the smiles on their face, see their kids going to high school and to college. I don't understand. Are they just doing it to get the votes, the women votes? I don't understand. How, how can you vote for something like that when you have kids of your own? Yeah, well, they want, that's, that's what they're... You pardon? I wouldn't vote. I couldn't vote for that. I couldn't. No. It just... All right, Steve in Orlando, quickly, you're on Chicago's oh, Morning Answer. Good morning, Steve. From the wood. Good morning. Good morning.
Good morning. How about somebody does a How about somebody does a uh, video in which the FBI knocks on Eric Swalwell's door there at two is. o'clock in the morning with a SWAT team and claims that he's being arrested for espionage for colluding with a Chinese spy for the last yeah. Years. I wonder That'll how he would like that video. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the phone call, Steve. Uh, Steve You've Wood. made the switch, and it feels so good. You switched to Chicago's Morning Answer on AM five sixty. The Answer. See Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. Great. You can't, you won't, and you don't stop. The Beastie Boys, right? Please tell me that's Beastie Boys. Oh, thank goodness. All right, I drive by this billboard every day going to work. Uh, It's on I-90. It's well lit, even at 4 in the morning. And it's a, it's a Jack Brett. And please tell me I'm pronouncing your name correct because I should have right. done that before. Um, it's a billboard saying that you would vote to recall Kim Fox. I would. So before we say hello to you officially, this is on your website, uh, jackfrett.com, jackvrett.com. Meet Jack. I'm Jack Frett. I'm running to be your state representative. And I'm his wife, Rosemarie. It's clear we need someone who is willing to take on the tough battles in Springfield. My husband, Jack, served in the military. We need to lower taxes and support law enforcement, not criminals. We need fresh leadership, not someone who supports wasteful spending and tired ideas. Vote for my husband, Jack Brett, for state representative. I love it. And joining us in our Matrix Home Solution studio is Jack Brett. He is running for your state rep at the 53rd District, Arlington Heights area, correct? That's right. Arlington Heights, and welcome to the program. Great. This is your first time here at AM560, right? It is, but I'm having a lot of fun so far. (laughs) (laughs) That's the old general seat, David Harris. Yeah, so tell, what was your, you know, the the final straw where you said, you know what, I'm done sitting on the sidelines and I want to get into the game? Oh, sure. So back in 2020, if you remember, there was this thing called the Progressive Income Tax Amendment. Uh, J.B. Prisker called it the Fair Tax Amendment. Oh, I and, remember. Uh, I'm an attorney by by profession, oh. and I had uh, uh, back then I was representing three retirees and some taxpayer watchdog groups to fight over that amendment because we knew that that was the step one to implementing a retirement tax, and that would be an absolute disaster for people on on fixed incomes um, and our senior citizens. Uh, so I cared very deeply about that election. Then I go to the polls, and there's no Republican on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And Mark Walker, the incumbent, was running unopposed. So then I started focusing very closely on his his uh, uh, his record, paid attention to what he was doing. Um, I saw that he endorsed Kim Fox for re-election, calling her the national example of criminal justice reform. Uh, oh, he, boy. Uh, he, he voted the he cast the 60th and deciding vote to pass the Safety Act, which everyone has been talking about. But the one that really broke the, uh, broke the camel's back for me was he sponsored this thing called HB 3447, uh, which is the decriminalization of uh, drug dealer quantities of fentanyl. And this was personal to me um, uh, because uh, my father, uh, mm. he, uh, he had was prescribed fentanyl after back surgery and neck surgery, became addicted. It ruined his life, um, ruined our family, and it took us uh, years, th- even, even now after his passing in hospice care, to get through it. And this bill that Walker sponsored, this 3447, it says that uh, possession of less than three grams of fentanyl is a class A misdemeanor. And less than three, three grams, p- people don't know what that means, yeah. right? They think, what is it? So three grams contains thousands of doses of fentanyl, mm-hmm. um, and it's strong enough to kill 1,500 people. This is drug dealer quantities, mm-hmm. and he thinks it should be a class A misdemeanor. 
which for comparison purposes, that's the equivalent of possession of alcohol by a minor. Wow. For this absolutely I'm horrendous. Sure, I mean, because I've been to so many, fent- I call them fentanyl funerals. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to cry. Yeah. But it's laced in marijuana. Some, somebody's killing our children and no one's doing anything about right. it. Laced in marijuana, one was laced in cocaine, and another was laced on a pill. Right. And they don't even know that they're taking it. Right, right. And people don't realize that they do give fentanyl out at hospitals. It's a pain pain pill. Right. And people do become addicted to it. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that with your father. And But the fact that that he's that he's pre, he wrote the legislation for House Bill 3447. That's right. He's, he's one of he the co-sponsors. A, oh, co-sponsors. Co-sponsors for it and then voted for it. Um, in the House. The Senate hasn't taken it up yet. But to me, that's that's just one example of the outrageous sorts of things that are coming out of the General Assembly mm-hmm. because of this this one-party rule where you have an absolute, complete uh, supermajority where they don't have to listen to the other side. They can do whatever they want. Did you tell him you're a state yeah, rep, too? I did. I lived under it. Um, but I, I'll tell you, though, uh, Pat Quinn would have never signed anything like that. I, that's one thing I will say about Pat Quinn. Governor, former Governor Pat Quinn, he would not have allowed anything like that to be to go out to go there. Into law. No, not at all. Um, I, you know, why are you running? <laughs> run, run! No, don't run for office. Run, <laughs> go the opposite. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm glad that you're standing yeah. up and, and you know yeah. doing something for the community. And you've served. Like, tell us about your service overseas in Afghanistan. Uh, sure. So I was in the U.S. Army after law school. Joined the U.S. Army JAG Corps. Served in the 101st Airborne Division. Deployed to Afghanistan uh, back in 2010. Uh, if you think about where that was in the in the in the place of the war, uh, that was around the time in May of 2011. While I was there, is when uh, we got Bin Laden. I say we because of the United States. I had nothing to do with it. Right. I was eating lunch at the time. Right. No, I know they're going to say he was. He claims right. he was part of the raid right. on Bin Laden. Right. He, he's and fudging so, his military record. But what, what was it like being in Afghanistan? It, you know, Must it, have been. Uh, what were your duties there? Oh, sure. So I was an operational law attorney. Um, so my job was to monitor the operations that were occurring on the battlefield and advise the commanders on the law of war. Um, and so it was very, very fast paced. It wasn't your regular lawyer job where, you know, uh, here's a question. Take a few hours, write a, write a memo. It's just give me an answer right now. You have wow. to be pragmatic. You have to be able to get it right. You have to know everything, um, know everything cold. And one of the things it taught me was to be hyper pragmatic. Um, and also to ask people, what is it you want to accomplish? What is your intent? And figure out how to get to get them to a lawful way to accomplish that that intent. Can you give us an example of a situation that you figured out, or is that too putting you on uh, you the spot be, here? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's uh, it's or hard it's, to figure out anything. All of the stories that are coming to mind right now are stories that are classified. Yeah, <laughs> so, we don't want you to tell. Right, so, uh, exactly. No, but uh, it, I think it, the the an example is. Um, I'll take it from my current practice as I, I'm a labor lawyer. So I help negotiate contracts um, uh, between companies and, u- and unions. And a lot of times some company will say, oh, we want to change this rule because we want to become more mm-hmm. efficient, right? Um, and they, they come to the table and they demand all these concessions from a union. Well, as if you, if you, open, if you have an open discussion with both sides, figure out what is it that both sides want, you can actually figure out a win-win. Um, and I've translated that, the lessons I learned from the military to my practice now, and I want to bring that to the, to the General Assembly as well. Wow. Now, this billboard, which I hope everybody sees. I, again, I see it every day. I'm like, who's Jack Fred? And then <laughs> my sister lives in Arlington Heights, and I went to Hersey High School. So I've been hearing you know, little things about you or dibs and drabs. But then I saw this billboard. Uh, how are you going to help take down Kim Fox or recall Kim Fox if you're elected? Well, sure. Or when you are elected? Well, thank you very much for the confidence. It's going to be close. I can tell you that. The, um, so I used to be a, a criminal prosecutor as well. And when I was a criminal prosecutor, I had great mentors, including uh, a female prosecutor named Donna Kelly, who taught me early on that the job of the prosecutor 
is to do justice, and that means try the case. Mm. Just put the evidence. If you think the person's guilty, put on the case. You have an obligation to victims. You have an obligation to law enforcement officers to put them up there so they get training on it. Even if it's a silly misdemeanor case, just put them up there. That's your job. And so it frustrates me. It angers me what State's Attorney Kim Fox is doing to, to Cook County, uh, to our police force. And so that's why I, I support this bill called House Bill 5712, which is the Cook County State's Attorney Recall Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Who and, filed that, you know? Uh, that was uh, Representative's boss, um, Butler, and Morrison who oh. filed that. Speaking and that's guys. to recall Kim Fox. To recall Kim Fox. Do you think it'll go anywhere, though? No. It, well, uh, <laughs> no. It, Republicans introduced it with, with a supermajority yeah. in the House and a super, super majority in the Senate. And with uh, Governor Prisca, it won't go anywhere. Here's my question to you. Um, as I'm sure you've been following the Safety Act. Yes. Should you get into the, the General Assembly? Would you? Is there anything you could? You as I don't know if you've read it through. Yes, several. I've times. read it several times as well. Is there anything that you would uh, introduce to um, uh, reform it, change it, fix it? Um, because I, I do think there's some unfair practices when it comes to bail. I don't think we should have gotten rid of the entire thing. Uh, I'm a former law enforcement officer as well. And is there anything that you would go down there with? Is it, it, this is what I want. This is what I believe needs to be changed about the safety act. Sure, sure. I think, I'd, again, I look at it from the perspective of a formal prosecutor, mm-hmm. right? And I read it and I think, well, how can you actually work through this to actually keep someone locked up who's a danger to the community? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now you can't right. because of the way it's written. It's effectively impossible to keep someone detained because of they, they changed the standard to a, what's called a clear and convincing standard. Correct. You have to name the specific person that's actually a threat. That's right. So how do you do that with a drug crime? How do you do that with random acts of, of armed Because society is the victim. Right, but you can't specifically name in a verified Correct. complaint that here's right. the victim. So it makes it impossible. So I would focus on those sorts of things. You know, I think no one sensibly believes that people should be locked up because they can't afford bail. Right. Like that's it not the purpose right. of it. And, right. and Pritzker keeps using the, the mother who's stealing formula yeah, or diapers for kids. They wouldn't even be arrested because to get arrested in, in my world in Chicago, right. it's got to be worth $500 or more yeah. in order for them to arrest you. Am I, did, am I getting that wrong? Or is it uh, a thousand? No, it, right? It's a thousand, yeah. but um, State Attorney okay. Kim Fox is, has some uh, charging guidelines yeah. um, that uh, for them to authorize a felony prosecution in that circumstance, you have to have 10 prior convictions of, of a retail theft, yeah. which means oh. you're either a really, really bad criminal if you have yeah. 10 prior convictions or you have the worst defense attorney in the, in the world. Here's what I would look at, too, if I were Thank you. Thank you for that information. I love when our guests are <laughs> yeah. smarter than yeah. us, <laughs> which it, happens a lot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> here's, here's what I would... What, what, you know, advise you to look into. Sure. Um, while we're trying to, you know, reform criminal justice and do all these things, you know, fixing people's criminal records. Right. In that bill also is, you know, right now you used to have to sign an affidavit if you wanted to make a complaint against an officer. Right. Not anymore. Right. I mean, you, could, you can just it's there an anonymous. You can just call in you can and be anonymous and not even have any interaction and with then, the officer. Correct. And then that stays in the officer's record on, on the officer's police profile right. for the rest of his career. That's right. I mean, that I, I would ask that you look into that to oh, see I, if that I, you can change that. No, absolutely. That's that's an area I talk to law enforcement organizations all the time about yeah. that. And um, you just think about it from what we used to call in the military lawfare, right? Not warfare, but lawfare. So you've, you're accused of a crime, and now with this bail reform, you're you're walking out of the police the police station, and on your way out, you pass you sign the anonymous complaint against the officer that that uh, arrested that arrested you. It stays in their file, but now there's going to be an investigation into that officer, and because of other aspects of the the safety act. They can't look at the police report. Correct. Right? Well, now they can. They, oh. they, 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 read, they, they took that part out. 
Right. So now they so, can they can look at the video. The, right. They can look at the video and things of that nature now. Right. But now they're going to be subject to to discipline. It's going to be in their file forever. Correct. Right. And and that and that's that's just asinine. And then also they're taking away um, the, the military. You know how the military sends um, vehicles and weapons and things to police departments. That's gone from that bill. That I mean it, they've they're taking away all of the tools from law enforcement, giving them expanded duties. And then expecting law enforcement to to acquiesce and right. and and do what what needs to be done to be good and lawful officers. That right. is, is, is stupid. So what are you doing? Are you going door to door? You know, we're under three weeks now to the election. How are you polling? What's your plan? Well, because of the the funding disparity between the uh, the two parties, we really don't have any polls. To, are you getting any help of. from the Illinois yeah. GOP? Yes, they they, they are helping um, uh, a little bit. Um, and I am grateful for that support. But this is really a grassroots effort. It's unbelievable the amount of support we have from the community. Volunteer. I have one volunteer who's knocked on 4,000 doors. I've knocked wow. on 1,000 doors, I, thousands of doors. I have no idea where I'm at right now in yeah. terms of, of the number of doors I've knocked on. Um, and people are, people are awake. People are angry. Mm-hmm. And they're frustrated about the economy. They're frustrated about crime. Uh, and they're frustrated about uh, the taxes. You know, we pay. There's no reason. Well, abortion's that I, nowhere in there. You see that? See? <laughs> Telling you. Have you talked to um, former state representative David Harris, who who once sat in that seat? Uh, yes, he. Um, I, I've I've spoken to him a little yeah. bit. That's right. Wow. Da- Harris, get out there and help him. <laughs> He's yeah. a good friend of mine. <laughs> You're friends with everybody. Well, I served with him. Oh, okay. Well, I don't <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. all right. So, um, but when you go out and meet people, what is their number one concern? Is it crime? Is it inflation? Is it a bit of both? It's crime. It's inflation. I ask people what their their main concern is, and it, you'll get crime, you'll get taxes, you, you'll get inflation. But the the whimsical answer that has come up more often than I would have ever anticipated is they have to decide which state to move to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out migration. Yeah, that's what my sister's going through right now. They're they're state shopping. Yeah, right. Literally, because we don't want to go through what we went through the past two and a half years. Right. I mean, but, I will never ever ever forgive Governor Pritzker what he did to all of our children in this state, right. ever. And uh, it, uh, it, and he shouldn't be rewarded for yeah. that bad behavior. But I agree. that's I agree. This is a therapy session. And, and not, not, not only should he be rewarded, but the legislators who stood pat and did and nothing. And didn't do anything. Did nothing. They that's didn't question one of the reasons why They, they used yeah. COVID to hide in their houses yeah. and not get to Springfield. Right. When things were opening back up, they still just never pushed back against him. I don't, would you push back against Pritzker? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why we have checks and balances in government, right? We elect our legislators because they're supposed to write the laws, right? We're not supposed to have a governor just uh, legislate for himself through executive orders. I've lost count how many executive orders there are. He's I mean, still, you know, right? 30, 34? Four, five. Oh, oh, it's 942 days straight. Yeah, 34 months yeah. straight. Right. Think about that. We're under and he claims that you know we 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 won against COVID. Then why do we still have emergency orders still in place? But that's for another story. All right. So you are, my gosh, your resume is very impressive. That's what I told him. Criminal prosecutor served in Afghanistan. Currently an attorney, and now you want to be the state rep of the fifty third district, and that's just Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights, Mount Prospect, Rolling Meadows, little little bit of Des Plaines, a little bit of Palatine, oh, a little bit of Schaumburg. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. All right. Well, I you're a sharp man. Yeah. I would support you 100. <laughs> percent I know people that will be supporting you, you in Arlington Heights. So, for more information about you, because this is very impressive, your career. Uh, where can people get more information and help support your campaign? So they can go to jackvret.com. They can follow me on Facebook. It's Jack Vret. They can follow me at Twitter at Jack Vret. And they can follow me on Instagram at Jack Vret for Illinois. Jack V R E T T. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Jack, for joining us. And yeah. it was really nice meeting you. Nice meeting you as well. Thank you. And good Thank luck. You. 
connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Free this, free that. Welcome to the election cycle. The midterms 2022 will give you whatever you need. Student loan forgiveness, sure. We'll release 15 million barrels of oil. I mean, he's putting us in a very, very vulnerable position. And yesterday he was asked, is this a midterm ploy there, President Biden? What is your response to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's not. Three weeks We're, before the midterms. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. And that is making sure there's enough oil that's being pumped by the companies so that we have the ability to be able to produce enough gas that we need here at home, oil we need here at home. And at the same time, keep moving in the direction of providing for alternative energy. That's what I've been doing. Now, the problem is these guys are asleep. I don't know where they've been. And they seem, you know, the price at the pump should reflect what the price of a barrel of oil costs. And it's not going down consistently. And we have midterm elections in three weeks. Oh, I say, thank you. Well, and bad policy. So he, in March... What he's talking about, where, where have you guys been? In March, there was uh, they completed, or they released 180 million barrels. They authorized that. And so this last 15 million barrels, no, come on, stay with me, um, was going to be released right now. So, which brings the reserve supply down to 400 million barrels, the lowest it has been since 1984. Wow. That's why some people fear that he's putting the U.S. in a vulnerable yeah. position. Yes. And uh, he said, listen to this, he's going to put barrels of oil back into the strategic reserve when the price of a barrel of oil hits $70. But Saudi Arabia rejected Biden's request to produce more oil. Instead, they cut production. He went yeah. there begging. Remember he fist pumped? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because, oh, COVID, I'm going to fist yeah. pump you? No. Yeah. He they didn't want did video Trump of him like bowing that. to the king. You think they would have did Trump like that? No. 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 Oh, no, 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 no. They don't respect this guy. Yeah, so Saudi Arabia like, huh, you come here begging? Now we're going to cut yeah. almost in half the production of oil that they used to because he came begging. So that and also student loan forgiveness. Now, you, we were talking off. Yeah. You, you're available for student loan forgiveness. For yeah. Well, to walk us through that. What's, yeah, but, well, is, is, what is, is it constitutional what he's doing? <laughs> we got to figure that out first. You know? But student loan debt, you know, people are lining up. Yeah. yeah they, I got the, um, the um, uh, website, too. Yeah. Oh, the FAFSA? There's a website. No, there's actually a website that they created. For you to go on and, and put all your information. I haven't done it yet. So. Right, well, maybe this our next guest can help yeah. you. We're going to welcome to the program Preston Cooper, Senior Fellow at the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity. And he has a column out about the student loan fiasco and many more columns about it. Good morning, Preston. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Morning. Good. So walk us through the student loan fiasco. 
Yes. Well, as you mentioned, uh, President Biden uh, in August 2022, August this year, he elected to unilaterally by executive order forgive $430 billion worth of student loans, up to $20,000 per borrower, uh, and went completely around Congress in order to do this, uh, basically uh, with with the stroke of his pen, decided that he was going to forgive this. And so the most recent development in this case is that the – uh, application for student loan forgiveness opened uh, this past weekend, oh, and so right, people are starting to apply for loan forgiveness. But there are a number of lawsuits in the works right now that might halt this, uh, about six or seven lawsuits, uh, one of them filed by six states' attorney general. Uh, we're waiting on a, a court decision on whether the uh, court is going to block the student loan forgiveness plan. So it is still a question about whether this is going to go ahead, and that's why I say it's a fiasco. But, it, I mean, if it does proceed... That just gives colleges more ammunition to raise their tuition, correct? I think that's absolutely right. I mean, right now, uh, President Biden has elected on the back end to forgive all this debt, but he's making absolutely no changes to the loans that are going out on the front end. Uh, We're going to make about $85 billion in student loans just this year, about a trillion dollars over the next decade. And if there's that implicit promise that some of those loans are going to be forgiven, uh, what are colleges going to do? They're going to say, hey, students, you know, if you take out these loans, you might not actually have to pay them back. So if we're going to raise tuition, don't worry about that because the loans are going to be forgiven. It really creates a perverse incentive. Well, this is a crazy idea or crazy, crazy question. Where's the money coming from? Are we just printing money constantly while we're sleeping? China. China. It's uh, it's just going right into the deficit. And that's why, you know, when we talk about the student loan forgiveness, we really need to talk about what are the hidden costs. Uh, economists are figuring that uh, this is going to add a few uh, uh, a few basis points to inflation. Uh, it's going to be the equivalent of hundreds of dollars per year for the typical American family to to pay for the student loan bailout. And the Federal Reserve is going to have to raise interest rates, uh, which is going to make it more expensive uh, to, for people to get a mortgage, you know. Uh, President Biden has portrayed this as basically a free giveaway, but it's not free. Somebody's always going to have to pay the cost. Yeah. And President, talk to us about uh, the new what they're trying to do, build a framework out for gainful employment. What is that and why is it important that the people that are listening to this show understand what it is and how it will affect them? So that's a great point. So the gainful employment rule is basically President Biden's attempt to provide some accountability on the front end for the new loans that are going out the door. And basically the gainful employment rule says that if uh, you have a, a, a higher education program and the debt that students are graduating with is too high relative to what those students are earning, that program will no longer be eligible for federal student loans. Wow. And I think that this makes a lot of sense, but there's a big problem in the framework, which is that it exempts degree programs at public and private nonprofit colleges. It's only applying to degree programs at for-profits and certificate programs, which means it's exempting about 86% of the students. So as a solution to the student loan crisis going forward, it's, uh, it's welcome, but it's completely inadequate. Oh, wow. wow that is, I mean, is this, and this whole thing, is this just a way to buy votes for the midterm election? I think uh, the timing of it is uh, very suspicious, you know, doing it in August, uh, three months before the midterms at a time when they're struggling with enthusiasm among uh, millennial voters. I think that the timing of it, if uh, they are doing it for the midterms, it aligns with that very, very well. Wow. And this gameful employment that you're talking about, how would that affect trade schools? Because I know a lot of kids, um, and I love it, and a lot of my sons, mm-hmm. he just graduated, he's at Georgia Tech, but some of his friends went straight into trade mm-hmm. school. 
Yes. So the gainful employment rule, I think that while I, I, I support the idea of it, I think that it's not very carefully designed. And the way that they've designed it, it's actually going to come down very hard on some trade schools providing certificates in fields like medical assisting, you know, uh, that kind of first step on the healthcare career ladder. And at the same time, it's going to completely exempt, you know, these master's degree programs that people are taking on uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt <laughs> potentially to get. Uh, you know, it's, it's really uh, completely letting these uh, wealthy private nonprofit colleges off the hook while really slamming trade schools, which uh, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it's certainly not a great look. Now, of this $400 billion, I believe, uh, is there a cutoff as far as how much student debt that you can have um, or, or how much you're making? Um, because I, I keep hearing people say, listen, I paid off my student debt. Why should I now go pay off right. someone else's student I did. Debt? Right. I'll not forget the day I'm not I done went there. Yet. <laughs> no, not, I'm not done. Wait, yet. how much do you still owe? Oh, is that personal? No, you it's look at me just asking personal <laughs> questions. It's a, and I ask you if you've been vaccinated. Well, I, I ask you all horrible things. I think it's like twenty one thousand. I went to Benedictine, so it's oh, so it's a pricey. It's, it's a little pricey. So you're still paying off your student <laughs> yeah, loans. Yeah. How much you pay a month? Uh, that's and personal. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, um, right now you don't. I mean, they're not. They're not, pay. Well, that's right, because of yeah, COVID, they, we, right? Yeah. They put out, now, how long is the freeze on student repaying your student loans going to be? I don't know. It's uh, It's been about three years so far, and oh it's my theoretically God. scheduled to end. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's scheduled to end at the end of the year, but, I mean, who knows? If they don't do too well in the midterm elections, maybe they'll say, hey, we've got to get some more votes, and they'll appoint right. it again. Who knows? How could you? <laughs> how, what? It's been th- almost three years? Boy, with, I, I mean, I remember years, when they stopped it. Yeah. All because of COVID, You can't right? even send the money. You can't even send no, it, even I, if you I, wanted to. I went on there to pay. There's no way to pay. They won't even take your money? I You're trying pay. to give I, the government money, pay. and they're not taking I it. I could not pay. Oh, that's that's yep. just yep. brilliant. Well. All right, Preston, anything else you're working on that you want to tell us about? Any other articles well, for today? I think that this... I think that this issue of higher education accountability is really going to be key going forward. We have to say, if we're, if we're going to be forgiving $400 billion of student loans, we have to say we can't give out these trillions, trillions of dollars of student loans on the front end anymore. There has to be some accountability for what students are actually getting from their education. And colleges have to say, you know, if uh, students are not earning enough to justify the cost of college, we need to improve our programs. And so that's what I'm working on right now. Basically, Figuring out a framework to say to colleges, hey, you know, if you want this money from the federal government, these grants and loan dollars, you're going to have to start showing some results because right now they have to show no results whatsoever. All right. Preston Cooper, you can read his work at uh, many places, including the WashingtonExaminer.com. Preston, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Oh, boy. That's pretty bad. All right. Good Thursday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony from Black and Right Radio is in for Dan Prof today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Who are you going to have on your show this weekend? Uh, Are you still, is it a work in progress? Well, yeah, it's a work in progress. (laughs) It actually is. I mean, I've been here. Normally I I do it on Wednesday. You know who you got to get on your show? Who's that? Herschel Walker. I've been trying. He is growing on me. I've been trying. He, uh, Kristen Walker from NBC News, they did a two day, you know, sit down. They went to his hometown. They talked to him. Warnock, the senator, refused. Oh, to give them any access. 
And tomorrow why. on our show, we're going to talk to a, a company. They're, they're filing. Uh, Warnock is might be in deep doo-doo with the oh, IRS. Oh. So we're going to expose that story tomorrow. But Herschel Walker was asked, what has President Biden done Right. Well, how has he helped you or your family? And we'll ask you that to our listeners. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment. And here is his answer. Can you name one thing that President Biden has done that you support? One thing that he's done that I support. Mm. Uh (sighs) He eat a lot of ice cream. Take a minute and think about (laughs) it. Is there one Uh, thing? Oh, my God. It's going to be a while. (laughs) Well, you know, I agree with one thing, but he didn't do it. When he said he'll be a unifier, we saw that he wasn't that. He called uh, the opposite side names. And it's true because Biden the other day, it was in Delaware at an ice cream shop. Why does he like ice cream? Licking his basket and robins and saying this about our economy. Yes, uh, our economy is hell. The internal inflation is worldwide, worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth, sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. Basically, he said our economy is strong as I could barely read out what he was saying. That that, this guy is the president of the United States of America. I know. It's very scary when you think about it. Um, KJP was asked this question. Why, why is Governor, or excuse me, why is President Biden saying our economy is strong right now when we are in a recession? Even uh, Bezos today came out saying we are heading for a recession. Well, yeah. we're, we're in one there, big guy. So here's the thing about the economy, and I've said this many times. You've heard this from Secretary Yellen. You've heard this from Brian Deese, who runs our economic council, is that what we are seeing right now is the job market is strong. The labor force is strong. And that is not what we see usually before uh, before a recession. And so the and a lot of that is because of the work that this president has done. We, we are seeing an, an economy that is resilient. Uh, we are seeing an economy uh, that is going through to into a transition uh, with more stable growth, more st- steady growth. And that is because of the work that this president has done. I mean, is she uh, how she has kept her job because you keep waiting. You know, when they start as a press secretary, you think, yeah, all right, I'll give her three months. Yeah, because anytime somebody starts a new job, you know, they're a news reporter in the town. Give them three months. Yeah, to work out the kinks. You yeah, know? and just to you know learn the system. Yeah. And but she has fallen yeah. flat. I mean, she's just sitting up there lying and going through her binder of books. <laughs> so, can you name anything, John Anthony, that president biden has done to that has helped you or yeah, your family i can't he has unified the country against him ah he's unified the country, the country against, against him. him that's a good one yes yeah he definitely has i mean I, I i'm still shocked i think i'm in shock that he's still the president of the united states of america oh do you have those mornings yeah, when you yeah, wake up yeah, and, it's like well i felt that way when trump won yeah and then the cubs won the world series i'm like wait what's oh going i definitely on? felt that with the cubs <laughs> I know, isn't it funny? Oh. You think you're living in an alternate yeah. universe? You have to check your Is this you pinch yourself? Right. Is this really happening? Right. But yeah, that's yeah. I, I, and every time I drive by a gas station, I just it infuriates me. Mm-hmm. I cannot. The first time I had to pay for gas, I was running out of gas, so I had to gas, gas up in uh, on Cumberland. Yeah. You know, right off mm-hmm. I ninety there mm-hmm. near Norridge, and I just remember looking up and I, I said, "All right, wait, boys, Peyton and Eli." This is the first time in my life as an American yeah. citizen that I am gassing up my car. 
for five dollars and five cents a gallon. Jeez. It was that first time I went. Above I hit six because I have to put premium. Six. Yeah, premium, premium okay. gas. I've hit this six dollars. Premium gassing. Now, yeah. What if you put in ethanol mixed blend or just? I, like I can me, do that too. Regular, it's a flex. Regular unleaded. But if I'm nowhere near uh, a place to put the the, um, um, the ethanol in, I I, I got to put in the premium. What and, is this flex you speak of? I don't. Um, E85. You mean a hybrid? E85. Yeah. E85. I can okay. put that in. You in can my, put that in. Yeah, but I mean, there's not a lot of those around. There's one right down the street here. Really? Yeah. At the um, shell. Oh. So when I leave here, I go to the shell. I have news for you. What? That shell closed. <laughs> no. It did. When? It's gone. And so is Elk Grove Bowl. They when? knocked it down. They're building a big complex there. It's going to be beautiful. Wait. The one right on the corner? Yeah. It's, cross it's, Street from Seasons 52 or it's, whatever? It's gone. <gasps> what? <laughs> I got 20 miles. I got to get to a gas station. I, I'm i just helping you out there. Oh. Uh connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna oh. take I still like this song. People don't like this song anymore. Maybe because it was overplayed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good morning, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for. Hey, hey. Uh, who are you in for? Oh yeah, that damn prop, prop guy. Yeah, he's hitting the little white. The wartime consigliere. Yes. Right now. So you guys may remember Cowboy Census Cowboy because Mayor Lightfoot at the time when she wanted people to register for the census, you know, so we can get more state and federal yeah. funding, she had a gentleman named Adam Hollingsworth. Right around the neighborhoods and uh, get people to try to convince them to sign up for the census. (laughs) I remember. And then things went a little haywire. And um, she claimed, well, because he rode his uh, horse, Nunu, on the Dan Ryan. I I remember everybody saw it. Uh, The horse had to be taken to a rescue place and nursed back to health. But at the time, I remember the, the mayor saying, no, we didn't give... Mr. Adam Hollingsworth, any money at all. Yeah. From Amy Jacobson, Mayor, as you know, the census cowboy has been arrested for taking his horse on a seven-mile gallop down the Dan Ryan to stress that kids' lives matter. Since he's broken a number of laws, including animal abuse, will you continue to have him represent the city? He hasn't represented the city in months, um, and I wish that Amy would actually do a little diligence before she asks these, these questions. Look, the sentiment... Um, that he um, was promoting, which is a kids' lives matter. Of course they do. Each of us has been heartbroken over every single child who has been a victim of gun violence, and and particularly those children who have lost their lives in the hole um, that that uh, puts in the hearts of the family of each of those kids. Everyone agrees with that. However, as my mother taught me from a very early age, there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. And what he did, uh, putting himself at risk, putting that horse at risk, putting passing motors at risk uh, for that jaunt on the Dan Ryan was decidedly the wrong way. He almost killed that horse. Thank goodness we interceded, got that horse to uh, an equine uh, veterinarian that night. The horse was in shock. Um, it had to be put on an IV. It's making steady progress, I'm happy to report. But he almost killed that horse. And then that doesn't even address the, the way that he put himself and passing motorists um, at risk, law enforcement at risk, over a stunt 
There's lots of different ways in which you can make your point. But what he did was absolutely wrong. I'm not going to comment further since criminal charges are pending against him. But that is not the right way to get anything accomplished, uh, putting anyone. Okay, okay, enough of the scolding. <laughs> but, he, you know, he was charged. He, he did his time. And now Nunu and his other horse, Prince, are back in his possession. And he had another altercation, Uh-oh. which I don't believe was his fault, on Saturday. So with that, let's welcome to the program Adam Hollingsworth, otherwise known as Chicago's Dreadhead Cowboy. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, What's up, so, brother? Yeah, so tell us about Nunu, and when did you get Nunu and Prince back? Um, I had actually played um, for Taps Tip Serve. I got all my horses back. Um, I want to say I got out January 21st. I got all my horses back um, before the week was out. Um, and, um, I had my horses out ever since then. So, wait, you spent time. You got out of jail January 21st? Yeah, I actually was on house rest because I actually came out of support. Some other activists that um and I got locked up for that and I've been labeled as a danger to the community and I was on house arrest seven months fighting um the animal cruelty case with Nunu and um basically I got a contempt of court while I was on house arrest and while I was in jail contempt of court I um pled guilty to um time contempt serve. Okay, so what do you say to those people who think you don't deserve to have Nunu back? Um, do some research on me. Um, I treat my horses better than me. I take care of my horses better than me. Um, I love my horses, and everything that the news was saying wasn't accurate. They said my horse needed to be put down, euthanized. Um, I got my horse back. My horses are healthy. Actually, my horse been lost weight since it been where she was at, but um, she back um healthy like she's supposed to be. Okay, mm-hmm. and you live on so you and you don't live in the city. You live on a place that you five acres of land. Yes, increase. Okay, so then Saturday night, uh, I saw this video of you on YouTube. You were riding, uh, was it Prince or Nunu? That was Prince. Okay, so you're riding Prince now. What, where were you? And just tell us what happened on Saturday night. Um, I was actually um, just left the event with the kids. So I, I was on my way to the trailer going down Calumet. I was in Calumet City. Um, as I was um, going down 147th Assembly, um, the Calumet police officer basically slurred my um, horse basically telling me to get off my horse. They hit my horse. Um, they kept on cutting the front of my horse. They kept on blowing their sirens and turning their lights on as I was telling them they can't do that. It's part of the rules of the road book that you don't supposed to do that because you can start on my horse. And they kept on doing that, even hit my horse, and it got to the point that they snatched me off my horse by my dreads, yanking my dreads out of my head and yanking me to the ground. Yeah. Well, and here's some audio of that because you, you, we did send the video over. Turn your headlights off. Turn your headlights off. And that, I mean, I'm surprised Nunu didn't buck you when all the sirens were going off and that they hit your horse with their vehicle. Yes. So what, what, how did you control Nunu or Prince? I mean, excuse me. When they snatched me off the horse, I lost control of them. So I don't know what happened after that. I just know I was placing handcuffs. I was actually, um, some, the guy that actually recorded, and I didn't know him, but I threw him my phone so he could continue to record. And um, he, he, he didn't see the problem when the uh, officer was actually um, slamming me to the ground and pulling my hat to get me in the police car. Yeah. So after, that- action, after I was asking, what was, what was I being charged for? And while I was at the police station, I was under investigation. Yeah. 
Hey, Adam, what's up? This is John. Um, I, I think he, I think he might beat this case because. Uh, well, what did they actually in the end? What did they charge you with? Um, they got me for um, um, obstructing traffic. Obstructing traffic. And, and is that a misdemeanor? Yeah, Class A, right? So, but you had to spend the night in jail, right? No, I had bond out. I was in there for five hours. Oh my God! Well, you know, six twenty-five, five eleven, two hundred six actually says everything he just said, and tell I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't. You recall. can ride a horse down the you street. You can ride a horse, and it also says in Lane, Chicago, <laughs> in Illinois, lane usage. Horseback horseback riders must ride with traffic as far right as possible. Sudden noises. This is what it's, this is what okay. he's talking about. Never sound a horn when you are near a horse. The sound might frighten it and cause an accident. Approach when meeting or passing. A horseback rider, do so with caution and be prepared to stop. I, I read all that to say, I don't recall if I ever, as a police officer, read that. Oh, really? I, I, that was I, I don't recall. No, to... I, I don't recall. Now, maybe they did it in, in the police academy, but I don't see how he was. This, I think he'll beat that. I think he, he goes to Will County. It, it, this happened in Crete, right? No, they had to... Um... Oh, it'll be thrown out. It's Kim oh, Fox. Cal City. It's Kim Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it'll be thrown out. Obstructing of traffic. I think it'll be thrown out. Yeah. But they might, you know, who who knows? Did anybody, so how, what? So once you got arrested, what happened to your horse? Um, They actually let somebody come get it. So were you, I mean, they just let somebody come and get your horse, so they stayed with the horse until somebody came to pick him up? They actually just stayed right there where, where it happened until some, one of my people came and got it. Wow. Now, what were you? So you you mentioned that you're doing stuff with kids. What are you doing with your horse and with the kids? Basically, um, I'm I be riding around Chicago, letting kids ride the horse. Uh, well, that's why I was going to Calumet City. Um, I actually got invited to a party with with the kids. They do something for the community for the kids, and I brought the horse through just so the kid can have a feel of something different. Like we got to show the kids something different. It's more to life than than the obvious basketball player, football player, player and rapping and all that. We got to show these kids, expose them to something else. Oh, I'm sure they love it, right? Yes, 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 yes. Wow. <laughs> That's, well, all right, so what are you going to do now? So you're going to fight this charge, and then are you going to pursue any legal action against the officers? Because this is what it sounded like, we'll play this, when they took you down and yeah. tore out your dreads. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? Look at my horse. Look at my horse. Look at my horse. Look at my horse. Come on. Hey, look at Oh, ah, ah, my God. Let me go. And that's a long way down. Yeah, from... it is. I've been on a horse. I've been on a horse. So it is a long way. It's a long way down. I mean, that's why. It is. Um, so besides their dreads, they, they took the, your dreads out. Uh, what else? Any other injuries? My hand was swollen. I had went to the hospital um, a couple of days afterwards. My swelling started going down, but they gave me some ibuprofen around my hand. I said it was just an old, basically, my I broke my arm before. Did so, they charge you with resisting? Did you get a, Did you get a resisting no, charge? No, I didn't get a resisting at all. Oh. Well, that's good. Just a bit of advice, future. Oh yeah, here Just... coming from a former cop. What advice do you? Have? <laughs> because because technically they could have got, but I guess resisting arrest isn't a, isn't a thing anymore in Illinois. Because of the the uh, criminal justice reform portion, portion that they did, but have your day in court. Just jump. Is it would it would it have been hard for you to dismount from the from the horse? And or did they get did they not give you time to do that? They didn't give me time to do that. But when it comes down to dismounting the horse, that actually could lead to 
the horse endangering other people in there because Benny being off my horse, my horse could actually um, just go crazy. So you don't want to dismount your horse. Mm, okay. Sounds like some training is going to happen yeah, to, so, to those police officers. And then you have to remind police officers, too, that it is legal yeah, to is. ride a horse. They were there before the cars. They were. There, I had no idea. All right. Well, we're going yes? The officers know who, who I was, so it, it was it was it wasn't just the fact that me riding a horse on the um, street. They actually said it was a illegal in Chicago I mean, in, in uh, okay. Kansas City. It was a ordinance that it was illegal. They filed an ordinance. Yeah, they for the city ordinance that it was illegal to ride with any livestock on the oh. public street in Kansas City. All right. Goes against the law, though. So, where can people reach you if they want you to come to birthday parties and things like that? Do you? I mean, it sounds like you're a community man and you help out. Yes, I'm on all social media. Dreadhead Cowboy, you can find me on all social media. Okay, Dreadhead Cowboy. All right, Adam Hollingsworth. Thank you so much. Glad you're okay and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And he joined us on our Turnkey Dot Pro Answer Line. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. All right, breaking news here. Uh, Liz Truss has just resigned as the British Prime Minister. She served the shortest time ever as a Prime Minister Minister in the history of their country, 45 days. Mike Scott... uh, Wow, this is uh, any idea why she resigned? I know she just sure. came out and spoke, but yeah, there's there's two major reasons why she lost uh, the confidence of her own party. The Conservative Party uh, needed to resign in order to restore uh, and keep the Conservatives' margin of error, the the Conservative majority they have in the House of Commons. Second, uh, it's the tax plan that was introduced by her Treasury Secretary that uh, failed roiled markets in England and all of all of the EU uh, over a tax cut plan that sent uh, bond ratings tumbling at that point. And once that happened, uh, she lost the confidence of her own Treasury Secretary, who resigned. Then yesterday, another key member of her cabinet uh, resigned after she did questions and answers with Parliament. And once that happened, they gave her 12 hours to wow. either restore confidence or to to be ousted. And uh, there were there were no shortage of really good candidates when they recently, you know, conservatives actually only vote on prime minister. It's not a full election for the entire country. The party in power votes uh, in transitions like this, yeah. uh, who they want to be prime minister. There's, I don't know, 165,000 or so. Uh, we'll check that number votes that conservatives had to, to vote on. And there were great candidates all across. And here board. is her resignation speech. Wow. I came into office at a time of great economic and international instability. Families and businesses were worried about how to pay their bills. Putin's illegal war in Ukraine threatens the security of our whole continent. And our country has been held back for too long by low economic growth. I was elected by the Conservative Party with a mandate to change this. We delivered on energy bills and on cutting national insurance. And we set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. I recognise, though, 
given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. This morning I met the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady. We've agreed that there will be a leadership election to be completed within the next week. This will ensure that we remain on a path to deliver our fiscal plans and maintain our country's economic stability and national security. I will remain as Prime Minister until a successor has been chosen. Thank you. Well, that was fast. Wow. 45 days, Liz Truss resigning as the Prime Minister of the UK. I mean, I hope she didn't move all of her stuff in because yeah. they just emptied out the boxes. Now they're going to have to pack everything yeah, num- back up. Number 10 Downing Street is uh, fully furnished when you move in. So you really don't have oh, to move it your is? own. Oh, okay. yes. So you really don't need to move much of your own. Sounds stuff like well, I wonder who moves. is going to be her replacement. And remember, she's the last Prime Minister right. to meet the Queen. Yeah. And the Queen had met, oh my, I mean, yeah. countless Prime Ministers, seven U.S. Presidents. And um, th- two days later, after she met her, yeah. the queen passed away. But that's... Um, you think nope. the king has his hands on this? Um, maybe not. It's going to be an opportunity for the Labor Party, who is in the minority right now. Uh, they're also roiling the waters on this. There were no shortage of good candidates. Truss uh, was a candidate who coalesced the biggest coalition. But there are other candidates that conservatives uh, had pointed to as potential leaders. And again, they'll start rising in the next week or so as they stand for election. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Uh, I think I turned up the volume a little too. <laughs> Scared the heck out of me. I was like, "God, is you? Is that you?" <laughs> yeah. When Justin, our technical producer, Ooh. talks to us, it is the volume is. It, it could you could yeah. blow an eardrum? I was like, "Wow, what up?" Oh. So how you doing, I'm John Anthony? By yes. the way, in for Dan Proft. Yes. We were just telling old bar stories there. Yeah. The, that was. We Ooh. had to do a whole segment on that. You sit down in Long Island. I, I had no. I was young. I didn't know. I didn't know what they were. I, oh, you were in a legal drinking age. Yeah, I was. No. Oh, I started drinking. My my grandfather used to give us drinks. at go get me a beer. Open really? it. Drink it. Really? Oh, hell yeah. JD, Even when you were a kid. JD Sandifer. Yes. Wow. All right. Well. The election, maybe we could save that for later, those stories. <laughs> Learned a lot about your family today. <laughs> you did. <laughs> All right. Now, election three weeks away, obviously. And uh, the question is, are Democrats taking the black vote for granted? Because Charles Thomas was on our show uh, earlier this week, and um, he's taken a lot of heat, especially from his former colleagues, because he is a black supporting a Republican candidate. I'm sure you've seen the ads mm-hmm. where, you know, he's upset at J.B. Pritzker because J.B. Pritzker promised uh, marijuana distilleries mm-hmm. and, and storefronts. The equity. Equity, yeah, <laughs> for black and women. And guess what? The first round, no zero one. women, zero blacks, zero minorities. Yeah. And now he's trying to make up for it and give you these licenses out. But guess what? The prime real estate yeah. has already been taken. Yeah. So that's why in one of those ads he's convincing people to do that. And I'm trying to find my lieutenant governor to... Of 
Uh, Justin, can you help me out here? I'm an old lady. I can't see the lieutenant governor of Mark, North Carolina. Mark, and you've had him on your program, mm-hmm. Mark Robinson. Yeah, we had him here in Illinois before he was even running for office. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he's 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 the one you know beating the drum that yeah, uh-huh, Democrats don't take the black vote for yeah. granted. All right, let's turn the next gen on. Black people are starting to take a look around in many of their communities and wonder why for the last 50 years things have been the same, Uh, why they are seeing the same old things over and over again and hearing the same things over and over again with no positive results. And they're starting to see that they need to reach out in a different direction. And I think that many of the things they've seen here in North Carolina since 2010 and many of the things, quite frankly, they saw under a President Trump compared to a President Biden. Uh, they're seeing that the, the answer lies on the other side of the aisle. So I think we're going to start seeing more and more uh, black voters uh, switch over to Republicans. And Stacey Abrams, who says, you know, you want to cut down on gas prices, get an abortion. <laughs> oh, um, she was on with Shannon Breen. And this is she She still thinks that she still has this mindset that blacks are voting for Democrats because the, their vote is suppressed. Yeah. Why do you think there's a perception of some disconnect between you and this very important voting group? I think it's a manufactured crisis designed to suppress turnout. <laughs> Mr. Robinson responds. Absolutely. The soft bigotry of uh, low expectation uh, is not soft. It's as hard as a, as a punch. It's as devastating and, and has been as detrimental in the black community as a stick of dynamite uh, chucked from the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, this, this stuff is ridiculous. To suggest that the people who survived the Middle Passage uh, survived uh, the, the, the horrors of slavery and then survived Jim Crow, now have reached a point where they can't go down to the DMV to get a free ID to secure their votes. Not only insulting, it's ridiculous. And uh, we've got to push back against that narrative. It's just, it's a false narrative meant to continue this propagation that black folks are victims and that they need the Democratic Party to supply them with what, uh, for everything that they need. That's a falsehood. We know it's not true. With more on this, let's welcome back to the program Deontay Johnson, founder and president of the Black Conservative Federation, and he was former member of Blacks for Trump. Good morning, Deontay. How are you? Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John, and good morning, Chicago. How are you guys? Good morning, bud. We're good. We're having a, we're rolling through this week and yeah. uh, getting ready for the midterm elections. And what do uh, the Republicans need to do to secure the black vote, or what can they do? Well, the biggest thing is authenticity. The biggest thing is authenticity. We don't need to try to compete with the left. We don't need to try to um, placate to uh, black Demo- black Democrats. We need to make sure that we're talking to independent voters. We're talking to voters who have said, listen, it's enough with uh, the Democrats, enough with politics as usual, and we just got to talk to them. We have to go to them and start talking about policy. We got to start talking about the economy. We got to start talking about um, why people are leaving Illinois and going to Indiana. We have to start talking about why aren't why are businesses leaving and things that matter. Why 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 is the taxes so high in middle class neighborhoods and for homeowners? We have to talk about things that matter. We don't need to try to respond to the left claims. We don't need to start try to respond to far-right Democratic claims. We have to focus forward. We have to focus on a new day for Illinois. And I, I don't know if you've done any work with the Bailey campaign, but what recommendations do you have for him? Is he doing it right? <laughs> The biggest thing I tell the Bailey campaign is to just listen to the voters. Don't come with a plan. Don't 
um, give your opinions, just listen to their concerns, bring them in the loop before the election and say, hey, can you work with me on creating a plan? One of the good things, and I, I worked uh, with the Youngkin campaign. And one of the things that Glenn Youngkin was so good at was he brought people to the table to create the plans. His campaign didn't create the plans. He didn't sit up at 2 o'clock in the morning and create the plans. He brought people, independents, Democrats and conservatives to the table to create the plan. And guess what? Independents and Democrats was able to go carry that water because it was a plan. He was promoting a plan that they created. Right. Well, like, give me so some concrete cool. evidence. What, what were you working on as a collective group? So, even when we talk about even when we talk about education. So one of the things that we did was we did a roundtable uh, with black leaders in, in the throughout the state. And I was sitting right next to the governor, and we both had our pen and paper out, and we were just listening. And we heard issues that had to do with small businesses, the challenges that African Americans face when it comes to starting a business, such as um, hairdressers and uh, barbers that – a lot of times they do them in their um, their kitchens or their basements because there's so much red tape at the at the state level that they can't open a brick and mortar uh, business. And so we talked about that. We talked about the challenges that we face in our education system when it comes to school choice, when it comes to charter school accessibility in Virginia. We talked about the challenges that are faced within business owners and the tax rate. We talked about the challenges within the gas tax in Virginia. And what that did was we were able to listen to the concerns that actually mattered to the people and take those concerns to the campaign trail. Well, what's your story? Like, I, I'm a recovering Democrat, but how, when did you convert to, to being a Republican, so to speak? Not that well, it's you know, a religion. I'm, I'm, it sounds like it's a religion, but I want to hear your story. Well, you know, I'm one of those unicorns that I've never converted. Yeah. I've always been a Republican. Um, you know, I was one of those people that I don't like to be told what to do. Okay. Um, that's true. Like no, that's true. <laughs> I yeah, know that don't tell about. me what to do, because if you tell me what to do, I'm going to do the complete opposite. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone said, well, you got you got we always vote Democrat. This is what you do. as a, This is what you do as a black, uh, black American. You vote Democrat. I'm like, well, why is that? That's stupid. And so I did the research and see what a Republican was. And I'm like, wait, I'm a Republican. Yeah. And to be honest, all of you guys are, too. You know, when we talk about uh, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, standing for free enterprise, limited government and common sense regulation, when we talk about standing for the sanctity and dignity of life. That is me. Right. And, and, and yeah. so those, those, those are my those are my principles. Those are the principles of the black community. To be honest, I've never met someone in the black community that didn't stand for the First Amendment. Never sure. met anyone in the black community that didn't stand for the Second Amendment. Never met anyone in the black community that did not want to participate in the free enterprise system we have in America and definitely never met a black American that was tired of the government in their business. Right. And Deontay, when you look at Illinois, I believe I'm, I may be off by a couple of either thousand uh, as far as registered voters. I believe there are 2.7 million independent voters in the state of Illinois. There are 2.2 million registered Democrats and 1.4, I believe, registered Republicans. Okay. Uh, when you look at how we message and how Darren Bailey and Tom DeVore and anybody that's running statewide, the the, the, the voters that they're looking for are in that independent um, lane. 
what what should be that message to those people who who don't vote in primaries, but do vote in general elections to to secure wins for Darren Bailey, Tom Devore, um, Tom Dimmer, uh, Kathy Salvi, and, th- and and everybody that's running. So I say this, and I say this a lot. Illinois is the easiest place for a Republican to run, um, and yes, it's hard because. You know, it's a blue state, but it's the easiest place if you focus on the policies. All you have to do is sit down with someone and and discuss all the problems that they have on a regular basis. We start with the crime. We start with the taxes. We start with businesses and the lack of jobs. We start with just, you know, the roads. I mean, there's you can go, you can just sit in on a sit on a corner, and makes up one switch to Republican just based on what they see there and based on, you know, if you're in Chicago, you see all the liberal policies and you see everything that the liberals have created. The liberals have created Chicago. The liberals have created the disaster in Illinois. And so you just pick a corner and point to it, and I guarantee you it'll stick because those are everyday problems that people are experiencing. In Chicago right now, in Chicago right now, there, my aunt just called me and said that someone stole the license place off of the front of her car. Of course they did, and she's lucky they yeah. didn't take her catalytic converter. Because well, yeah, and then exactly. today, and then today, our Cook County Sheriff is trying to convince car manufacturers to put the the low jack on cars so that they can trace the cars in case of a kidna- or of carjacking. So I mean, yeah, why, about, why does the auto job. manufacturer, I don't think that that's their job either to do that, but that's what yeah. it's come to. And now you can buy cages for your catalytic converter. You can buy, a, I went to my auto mechanic and because my car, I don't think anyone's going to steal my catalytic converter because um, it'd be really hard to get off because it's a 2008. But my son's, uh, his grandparents gave him their old car and that's that's the Hyundai. The Hon- everybody's, yeah, Hyundai. everybody's taking those. So now it's, it's, it's a whole side business here. So yeah, now you can absolutely. get the cat, the cage one, or you could spray paint it if you pink, but a junkyard will still buy it. Yeah. And it's this big thing like you, you steal it, but then they sell it to a junkyard. Then you go to the junkyard to buy it back for three times as much as you paid for it in the first place. Well, it's a John racket. and Amy, I never, I never thought that I would see clubs make a reappearance back into society. Oh, the club? People put, yeah. Yeah, people yep. putting the club on their cars. <laughs> I still, you know what? I still have my club in the back of oh my, my car. I, I know. Well, don't now stop. I lived. You I may want. You may want to put it on. You may actually want to use it. Do you think it'll work? I don't think anybody. I think if I left my car running with a five spot underneath, they still wouldn't take yeah. my car. It's yeah. a hobo ride. Yeah. But yeah, that's you know you see in the car and and, and your has she had your aunt? You said your aunt lives here or your cousin? Sorry, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt. You know, family's from Chicago, and uh-huh. I've seen so we've heard so many just different stories and. Uh, you know, she had her uh, license place uh, taken off of the front of her car. Uh, she's now starting to hear – they're now starting to hear gunshots in their community. Oh, yeah. And communities that haven't heard them before. And the safety, the safety is a number one issue. Yeah. Safety is a number one issue for the citizens in Chicago. And to be honest, we talk about Chicago, but it's also a number one issue for citizens when you get to central and southern Illinois. Well, central Illinois, I should say. Um, and parts of southern Illinois. And so it's an issue throughout uh, Illinois. And then when we have that as an issue throughout Illinois, of course, out of all states in America, out of all the states in America that has issues with crime, 
Illinois decides to invent the safety act. Hey, hey Deontay, <laughs> you, you're in D.C. You, you, you get an up-close view of what's happening uh, with our president. How bad is it, really? You know, we, 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 we see from afar because we're not in D.C. How bad is this administration, really? And, and, and are people catching on? Yeah, yeah and, and are pe- do you believe people are waking up to, to what the, the damage that this Biden administration is doing to our country? So, you know, and I'm, I may get some pushback for saying this, and I may get some, not from conservatives, but uh, some of my liberal friends. Um, not only do conservatives see what's happening and how bad it is, Democrats see the same. Yeah. Um, they, those who work closely to him see the same. And those, you know, they, they have those freak out moments there. You know, they have the hardest, you know what? One of the things that we have to do after this administration is we have to give anyone who stayed in the Biden administration from the first day to the last day, we have to give them an award because <laughs> they are working overtime. They're working overtime. They are working hard because the things that, you know, they have to, they have to defend, they have to defend everything that he says and everything that he does not mean to say, or he doesn't know what he's saying. And, you know, it's sad. It is sad. You know, I used to make jokes about it, but at this point, I honestly don't feel right that I can make a joke about it because it's actually sad. It's senior citizen abuse yeah. at the forefront of America, and it's sad, and it's sad to see those things, and, I, and this is the leader of our country. And so I believe that um, I don't wish bad on the Biden administration, a, a you know, whoever administration it is at the time, because I believe that um, wishing bad on an administration is like being on a plane and wishing the pilot would fail. When, when, we, when one go down, we all go down. And so we have, to, we have to get new leadership. We have to make sure that we're changing what's happening in Congress. We have to take back the House. We have to, tr- we have to fight hard to take back the Senate picking up Governor Manchin's on, along the way like Illinois, and we have to prepare for 2024 yeah. because we are in dire need. We are in DEFCON 4 when it comes to what we have to do. Wow. Yeah, and, and our governor, you know, he, he said recently, well, recently, last night, this is what he said when asked, you know, if... if Illinois has a governor? Uh, yeah, yeah, JB, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He flies commercial, by the way. never thought. Um, wait, wait, say that again real quick. I said he flies commercial, by the way. He's a billionaire, and he has two private planes, but he's trying to tell the NBC reporter, Marianne Ahern, that he flies commercial. I could not stop laughing. But this is his plan, because he, he's been, you know, doing events in New Hampshire and in Florida yeah. and Vermont, you know, all those places, because he's, you know, taking himself out for a spin to be president, and this is what he... He said when asked, are you going to run for president? My plan is, is to focus on you know, being governor of Illinois. I love the state. I love the job that I have. You know, right now, no intention to change that. Yeah, right. as of right now, which means he's going to run. And no so intention. Gavin Newsom, if Biden uh, sees the writing on the wall. But do you think that that is a possibility? Oh, I, I think that's a very strong possibility. I think you know that he can't. Biden can't announce that he's not running before the primaries. Because, I mean, for the midterms, because uh, it would definitely just hand it right over to the Republicans. And so that's the strategy they're using. Um, and I believe that uh, between the before the end of the year or the first of the year, once Congress has the new Congress has set in, that we will hear that we will hear a special announcement, a special report. Um, and hopefully CNN and MSNBC and all of them release it first, that Biden will not be seeking a second term. Um, 
I see it. I see it. I don't. I don't see how he can possibly go through on a second term. I don't see how he could. And the Democrats know that he couldn't possibly win another election. Yeah, but, but Kamala Harris is not the answer either. And she's not the answer. And to be honest, we saw what happened when she ran the first time. She came in dead last, yeah. and her approval ratings have not increased since then. That's because your vice president does not increase your approval rating. Yeah. All right. And Amy, he can cook. So Who? next time you're in D.C.? Deontay oh, can cook? He, oh, oh can, really? Oh, soul food, everything. Wow. Right, how long have you two been friends? Uh, uh, what? I hear, I'm learning new things about you every segment. 2013, 2014, 12? Yeah. Well, Deontay Johnson, always a pleasure having you on. He's founder and president of the Black Conservative Federation. And Deontay, have a wonderful day. Take care, bud. Thank you. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswer line. Listen to podcasts of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. See Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. Monday, consumers are going to be able to buy hearing aids directly off store shelves at dramatically low prices. Uh, And this all started in 2017 under a federal law that finally was taking effect on Monday of this week. Hmm. And that's, uh, I know some people are for this and a lot of people are against it. And one person that has some questions about it is Dr. Rona Fisher. She's founder of the Fisher Foundation and the Hearing Health Care Centers, excuse me, Dr. Rona, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. I've met you a few times because I got my hearing checked at one of your places. Yes, you did. And your hearing happens to be great. It is. (laughs) And John Anthony, your family says that you can't hear well, right? Or or, or selective hearing is what they tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But why is it so important? Because there's so much associated with hearing and hearing loss. Well, I think that the -the over-the-counter... Uh, measure is going to be great. A lot of people are going to have access to hearing aids. We'll be able to try them without really admitting that they have a hearing loss. Number one reason is denial, that people don't get hearing aids. And now they'll be able to go just try it and see how it is. So it's going to work for many people. I have a lot of concerns, though, that... You can get by them without a hearing exam. And without a proper diagnostic hearing exam, how do you know what you need? And that's, that's why we brought you here, because the level, I mean, to get tested, you need to know what, what exactly are you buying when you're getting a hearing aid. Do people even know? Because this whole time you needed a prescription. Right. And you, many medical issues can be, can be missed tumors, balance problems, ringing in your ears, Mm. and you could be getting hearing aids and you don't know what you're getting and be over-amplified and do actually more damage to your hearing. Wow. You know, I I walk, when I work out, I use my headphones, and Apple has part of the the health app on, on, on my phone, my iPhone, it tells me that my decibel level is too high. Um, how, how can that, can that do something to you as far as your hearing? Is that, could that be contributing to my 
hearing loss. Or your selective hearing loss. Or my loss. selective hearing loss. <laughs> More 16 to 25-year-olds have hearing loss than 60 Oh, she thinks or... I'm 16 to 25. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no, say that again. More, More 16 to 25-year-olds have hearing loss than 60-year-olds. Wow. Because of the iPods. Because you tend to turn them up way too loud. Mm. And... It does damage to your hearing, and it's cumulative. It's wow. cumulative, permanent, and irreversible. Yeah, and I have the beats too, so you know they they get really loud. Yes, you know. so turn them down. Okay. I, well, what's a good <laughs> decibel level? I mean, five. I, what? I don't know that they tell you what the decibel level is when you're listening to them. They should, because anything over eighty decibels, which I'm speaking now at a level of about sixty, sixty-five. So if I yell at you, I'm over 80. Wow. And it doesn't take a lot. Your vacuum cleaners, your hair dryers, all the things you encounter every day are loud enough to damage it your does. hearing. It does tell 93 you. decibels for an hour and 47 minutes is what I was doing when I was working out. Okay, is that well, loud? do you know how many hair cells you killed? Uh-oh. Oh, no, I don't. Please, <laughs> you tell. So there's hair cells in our ears. There's hair cells in your ear. And they're stimulated when you hear sound. And if its sound is too loud, they get damaged and die. So what should be the level, the decibel level that I listen to while I'm working out? No louder than 85. Really? I'm oh. walking out in the... In the um, he's on uh, this new health kick now. Yeah. He's uh, taking balance yeah. of nature, 120 life, and he's walking, right. which is good. Yeah. I mean, I was almost 300 pounds. I'm down now to 240-something now. Wow. So, Good for you. Yeah, I, so what if you can't hear? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be thin. You, you lost the weight. <laughs> right, right. But I know that that, that loud, I mean, when you feel the bass, you know, get you, you going. it gets you going. And that's a problem that I have. I listen to my music way, way too loud. Yeah. Way too loud. And then when Dan yells, Dan's off today, uh, this whole week, um, I sometimes I have to take this yeah. off. because I've seen it, them do that. Yeah. Times. Hurts your ears. But then what's so, these kids that are coming in, the 16-year-olds, how is it when you tell them you're not getting your hearing back? Or is there any a case where they can get their hearing back? No. No. Nothing. No. It's permanent. No surgery. There's not for, not for when your hair cells are damaged and die. Oh. So, they're, and they can't be regenerated. At least not yet. They're working on right. it, but I don't think it's happening in my lifetime. But the hearing aids, I mean, I remember when we were kids, the hearing aid was this big clunky. Now, I mean, I can't People even. People are wearing hearing aids and you don't even know it. If you see somebody's hearing aid, it's usually because they have dexterity problems, they need something larger, or they're really severely, severely hearing impaired. Yeah. But. I would bet half the people you encounter wear hearing aids. Uh-huh. Really? And you don't know it. So tell us about your the Hearing Health Center, how long you've been around, where your locations are. Oh, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Business. She's a strong woman. Business-wise. No, no. <laughs> 38 years. 38 we've years. We've had Hearing Health Center for 38 years. And how many different locations do you have? Five. Oh, nice. Uh, two in Chicago, one downtown right on the Gold Coast. Resurrection Hospital, Naperville, Oak Brook, and Highland Park. I was going to say I'd come visit, but she said Gold Coast. I can't afford that. (laughs) She's going to have one everywhere. No, they're the same at all locations. And we do 
hearing tests for free all day oh, long. Oh, nice. Because doctors don't test your hearing. When you go for a physical, no, no one tests right. your hearing. And we now know that if you have any decrease in hearing, even a little bit, mm. it affects your brain. And it, your hearing is directly connected to your brain. You don't hear with your ears. Your ears are an appendage to catch the sound and send it to the brain. Yeah. It's your brain that understands, interprets, and makes sense of what you hear. So when your brain isn't getting that stimulation, mm -hmm. it starts to shut down. It affects your cognitive function, and it affects your memory. You can't remember what you didn't hear. Hmm. Interesting. And your brain is working so hard just to listen that things aren't getting transferred to memory. 83% of everyone diagnosed with Alzheimer's has a corresponding untreated hearing loss. Really? So well, let's explore that a little more. So when yeah. did when did that uh, scientific research come out? Oh, it's twenty years ago. Yeah. It's just taken this long for people to believe it. And the Alzheimer's Association came out and said the number one thing you can do to prevent and delay dementia is to get your hearing tested and treated as early as possible. So how often do you recommend we get a hearing test? Once a year, every six months? Well, hearing changes slowly. So if you get a baseline and it's normal, wait a couple of years, yeah. three years, it's not going to change. Unless, of course, you feel or people are telling you that, you know what, you can't hear. You're saying what all the time? Or the TV is really loud. That's oh, a good... God, that's, that's, me. that's me. That's me. That's me. But it's a dogs are My barking and there's other noise and I have to concentrate. Like, so I turn it up so I feel like I can concentrate more. That's probably the wrong thing to do. Well, another thing that we're finding is really mostly among millennials that they're coming in and saying, I can't hear. Mm. I'm saying what all the time? And the TV is loud and I can't hear somebody from another room. They come in, their hearing is perfectly normal, but they can't process. Oh. And that's from the noise. Oh. So the noise can attack the nerve of hearing. Leave those hair cells alone. So when you come in, you have normal hearing. But the nerve of hearing is damaged, and it can't send the signal to the brain. Yeah. So they can't understand. So besides the five uh, hearing health care centers that you have, you're also the founder of the Fisher Foundation. And just explain to us what that is and if... How people could help out. It's a beautiful, you told me about it earlier, it's just a beautiful organization. Well, I want to give back, mm. and it always kills me when someone comes in and has trouble hearing and really can't afford services or treatment. So we provide hearing aids for anybody that can't afford the treatment wow. or services, and we concentrate on children with brain cancer. Yeah. because the chemo and radiation always affects your hearing. I got a question. How should you properly clean your ears? Because uh, growing up, my family were quick to grab the Q-tip and just go to digging them. That's not going to clean your ears. Yeah. If you do have wax, that's going to push it in deeper hmm. and impact it, and then you'll have to come see me. Yeah. Most ears are self-cleaning. Okay. You have wax. It's a good thing. If 
Um, it repels bugs. It keeps mm-hmm. your ears moist as a purpose. And most people don't accumulate too much. It comes out by itself. You don't even know it. But some people produce too much, and then they need to come and have it removed. And we do that all day long. At your offices? Yes, at all the offices, remove impacted wax. If you use it, I'm not going to tell you not to use Mm -hmm. Q-tips. People like it. Their ears itch. Uh, They're wet from the shower, and you want to dry it out. And it's fine. If you don't have a lot of wax, it's fine. Yeah. But when you do have wax, all you're doing is pushing it in deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to remove. Hey, I want to go back to the, the Fisher Foundation. So kids, I did not know this about kids that have brain tumors, that with, with, with the chemo that it affects. Is this half of the people or 100% of the kids that have to go through chemotherapy that it affects their hearing? Yes. Uh, really? I believe, I really think it's 100%. Wow. That... Chemo just damages your hearing, but saves your life, Right. but you have a hearing loss. So what happens is, you know, the doctors think they did a great job, send you home, and you're alive, but you can't interact with your family. You fall behind in school. You can't hear your teachers. At that age, everything, all the knowledge gets into your brain through your ears. The most important thing a child can do is listen. Hmm. That's how they learn. And if they can't hear, they fall behind. If they don't get the hearing aids immediately. And that's where the Fisher Foundation comes in. You help kids who have had brain tumors who are recovering. The families are destitute almost. They've spent a fortune on medical care, on babysitting for the rest of the siblings, on staying downtown or, or wherever overnight with their children. And... They can't afford the hearing treatment. I don't think I've ever heard that. You learn through your ears. Oh, yeah. Well, how I, else do you learn it? Well, I, 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 <laughs> you I don't really her. think. I, you. You, I mean, you don't think it that way. You don't think you, know, you learn through your ears, but you do. Yep. Even if you're blind, yeah. your auditory sense is working all the time, 24-7. And unless you're born deaf and you learn another way to communicate, That's... then you learn through Hearing, that's how you learn to speak. That's why people that are deaf have that deaf speech. Yeah. Right. All right, so how can people donate to the Fisher Foundation? Or do you take donations? Of course we take donations. Oh, yeah, what do you think? We don't take donations, (laughs) (laughs) Jacob? What's wrong? Is it online? It is online. Okay. Um, The Fisher Foundation for Hearing Care. Mm. Great, and then it's Hearing Health Care Centers, and there's it's five of them. Hearing Health Center. Hearing Health Center, I'm sorry. Hearing That's Health okay. Center. Hearing Health Center, and we're happy to test you all day long so you have a baseline, and then we have something to compare it to. If we find you have hearing loss, we diagnose and determine what the cause is. Often the cause can be medical or surgical. And so that's what we do. We diagnose what the issue is. And if it's a medical problem, then we refer you to the appropriate um, ear, nose, and throat doctor or physician that can help you fix it. If it's not a medical problem, then we go with hearing aids because there's nothing else you can do. I know we got to go, but could this be some of the issues as, as, as far as education when kids... They're learning disabilities. Could oh, this yeah. Be part of... Remember, we'd get eye exams in school. 
because you know when little Johnny couldn't read, like, we can you read the board? They we'd have eye exams yeah. and every s- year, but we never, never had hearing. ever yeah. ever had you a hearing did test. have you did have hearing tests when I you did? were in third grade or kindergarten or whatever. Oh, I don't remember that. And that was that. probably the, the last time most people had a hearing test. Wow. You still have eye exams, but you don't have hearing hearing exams. Yeah. One last thing. They're saying now that um, hearing loss can be the window to your heart. Hearing loss is all about blood flow. So if your ears aren't getting blood flow, neither is your heart. Oh, wow. And it can be the first indication that you're going to have a stroke. So check your hearing. It's more important than you ever thought. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Rona Fisher, founder of the Fisher Foundation and the owner of five hearing health centers. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, You're such you. a pi- I just love her. 38 years in business and counting. <laughs> and they are in business for a reason because they're good. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.